and welcome to another episode of the Firmware Up- Update, episode 186. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, on this podcast, a choice for all your PlayStation news, reviews, and everything in between. And joining me, as always, the master of the 20-minute douche, Joe Garcia. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, apparently Malcolm here just uses the bathroom, like, in and out. Like, he can <laughs> pee and poop in exactly the same amount of time. <laughs> 20 minutes, Joe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of and you, everyone knows out there, you save those for when you go to work. Get no, I, you can't pay me to use the public bathroom for that long. Yeah, you can. Totally, man. It's, Ugh, I, really? I, worked, I worked in a mall. The trick to working in a mall with a bathroom is you've got to find the right bathroom. Like, typically, like in a public setting like that, you're absolutely right. It's like people go there to practice going to the bathroom let alone actually go to the bathroom (laughs) the trick is in every public setting like that there's always one pristine bathroom (laughs) and you claim that as your own for for me that it was uh this bathroom on the first floor at belks they credit to them keep an immaculate bathroom i must say (laughs) i mean the only good bathroom in my job is the handicap stall uh which obviously you can't use during work hours so there you go what if you bump your thigh against the wall or something as you're walking in? No, that'd be terrible. <laughs> you're just limp there. Because my luck, I'll be in there when someone actually does need it, and oh. I look like a giant asshole. You would look like a giant asshole in that case, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you would. Well, Joe, you got to do what you got to do. You got to look out for <laughs> number one. And uh, sometimes that means a 20-minute bathroom break. <laughs> Collect your thoughts. Listen to this, uh, a big moment in a podcast. It's great. Anyway. Aside from that, buddy, how you been? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> aside from uh, our very democracy falling apart at every oh my god, for <laughs> every, every direction, pretty good, I guess. It's like okay, so I knew it was gonna be bad, but I thought he'd at least stretch this shit out over like four years. No, no, I didn't have any kind of. I didn't have that kind of. I didn't think that was gonna be the case, but it is. It's still jarring to see it happen. So. It's like. He, it's almost as if he had, like, everything on hold, ready to go, for the moment that he stepped foot in office. And then the moment that hit, bam, like, frickin' A, like, right down our collective throats, everything went. <laughs> like, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was just like, like, oh, he's got policies that I disagree with, blah, 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 whatever. That's like, there's no shortage of politicians that I disagree with, whatever. But for, <laughs> but for this clown to just fucking... This literally fucks shit up in every direction. Like, oh my god, what the fuck? Like, bitching about... Like, dude, you already won. What are you still bitching about, like, the inauguration for? <laughs> what are you bitch? Like, what are you talking about, like, fucking fraudulent fucking voter counts and this and that? Yeah, well, it's like... Everything... Like, dude, you won. It's over. Just do your fucking job. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and do your job. I cannot believe that he's still going on about that stuff. Like, like I mean, said, I totally believe it, but Jesus... I mean, you're the, oh. you're the president of the fucking United States of America. You're the most powerful person on the planet. And, fucking act like it. And little did I know, this is now, now to be fair, fair, fair to Trump, Trump, Trump something and everything I ever thought I'd say, but, say, but uh, no. <laughs> I don't care what you're probably going to finish that sentence, but no. But apparently his first act in office was to force everyone to follow his presidential Twitter account, <sighs> which I, which greatly annoyed me. Cause, no, know. I mean, the way that worked is because there's that POTUS account that they yeah. created when, when Obama was like, I don't know, like a couple years ago, like it's not even that old, um, that Obama had his, his account that he'd been, 
that they kind of use kind of officially. And then they're like, you know what, let's just have a, you know, a POTUS account and a FLOTUS account and a VP account, all those accounts. And obviously when, when Obama stepped down and it was time for this guy to come in, they just migrated the whole followers, I guess. Uh, no, a, they, I think no, they're annoying. No, they're supposed to migrate the original POTUS followers to like a new, like an account that they created, like as a legacy, like archive account for Obama mm-hmm. and all of them. Like everyone was supposed to migrate there and then refollow POTUS at their at their discretion or whatever. But they just went ahead <laughs> and refollowed a bunch of people. I mean, it was weird because like Obama was POTUS forty five or no. forty four or something like that. Well, no, it, they like I said, they 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 changed the account name to, to POTUS44 for Obama, and everyone was supposed to migrate to that and then refollow POTUS if they wanted. That yeah. was how it was supposed to work. But, but uh, Trump, he's just simply POTUS, which sums him up quite well, actually, now that I think about it. Well, no, and... I mean, that, that's what I mean. Like, that's, that is the official account of the president, regardless of who it's supposed to be. Or who it is. And, you know, everyone just, like, I don't even recall following Obama on on his thing. Not, But, you know, I like Obama, so I didn't, I get, if I did, I didn't mind. But, and, but everyone started on it, hey, you're following Trump. And, uh, like, what? And, like, oh, that's this guy. It's like, it went down, <laughs> like, three million followers inside of, like, a couple of days. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but yeah. I mean, aside from, like, denying him, annoyance of him being just a crybaby bitch fucking piss baby awful terrible person <laughs> uh like everything about like oh like yeah let's 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 shut down like all these fucking scientific twitter accounts it's like wait what like yeah like all the epa data and research is going to come through us and then we'll publish what we think is correct it's like that's not how science works that's that's yeah, not for- how dictatorship works actually <laughs> that's, I, that's I forget terrible. which one of his advisors said this but they said something the measure of will we can disagree with the facts, which is not how facts work. You know? <laughs> no, that's not. You can oh. be disappointed by the facts, but you can't disagree with them because they're facts. <laughs> that's that's not how facts work. There's if there was any quote that should be like the rallying cry of this presidency, it's that right there. It's a, plus, so you know the whole thing that went down with uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah. So yeah, he's gonna build this wall, and uh... <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. Like, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what it is he's trying to do. Like when he stopped that whole uh, international abortion thing, like I was trying to figure out. Okay, maybe this is just his way of saving money. But then he redid the whole pipeline that people were protesting mm-hmm. about. He wants to build this gigantic wall, but with our money, of course. Now, no, the, because obviously Mexico's not going to pay for that. Why would they? Why would they? Yeah, exactly. Like we don't know. They don't know us money because people left. That's not how they ain't sleeper agents for Christ's sakes. No. At least I hope not. <laughs> but it's it's ridiculous. It's the, the thing with Obama that I've, from what I've gathered so far, like from what I've learned from Game of Thrones, Joe. <laughs> from what I, from what I've learned from Game of Thrones, like ruling good. a kingdom is one part handling the shit that handles inside the kingdom, and another part handling the shit that handles. On the outside of the kingdom. This is your foreign affairs and keeping up alliances and getting good relations with other kingdoms so they don't bomb the shit out of your kingdom or invade or some shit. Obama. Uh, <laughs> I'm, Obama. Glad, I'm glad uh, your your understanding of, of, of foreign diplomacy is all from Game of Thrones. This is well, very encouraging. <laughs> and you know what, Joe? Still would be a better option than uh, Donald Oh, my Trump. God. <laughs> Guys, like, it's like at least. 
At least with Joffrey, he was a child. Yeah, he <laughs> had that excuse going for him. At least he I was wrote... a sadistic child. At least he had that. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, maybe once he's his office. Like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he's... The weight of what of what his actual responsibility will change him. Like he's seventy years old. He's too he's too old to change. That's it. Is seventy year old 70? men don't change. Yeah. Oh my like, god, he's old. Seventy year old men don't change. That's not a thing that happens. <laughs> it's not like old dogs learn new tricks. That's not the saying. <laughs> but it seems like he's focusing so much in America. He's like giving the finger to everyone on the outside, which will bite us in the ass eventually. Oh yeah, that's his whole thing is America first, and it's terrifying. It's like we're. Ah, whatever. I don't want to get too far into it. Let, let's change subjects here. The only good thing that came out of this whole terrible week is that one Nazi fuck who got punched right in the ear. For being Did he get Nazi. punched another, a second time? Yeah, he actually got punched twice in that same day. That video <laughs> that video was actually the second time he got punched that day by oh. a separate person. Oh, that's If there's anything like... If there's any good that comes out of this, it's that we can punch Nazis. And people were like, <laughs> and that was, that was another annoying thing this week was like, people were like, oh, well, you can't just punch people for disagreeing with you. It was like, well, sure, but you can sure as hell punch a Nazi for being a Nazi because <laughs> being a Nazi isn't an argument. It's being a dick. Evil. <laughs> it's, oh. it's evil. evil. <laughs> there's no argument there. There's no, like, <laughs> there was, what's, all right, a normal person's argument. People should be allowed to live their lives. Okay, what's your argument, Nazi? <laughs> everyone, everyone who isn't who isn't white should die. Uh, okay, that's not an argument. That's not something you can resolve. Because for him to be happy, I, millions of people would have to die. All right, that's not an argument. Punch that motherfucker in the ear every chance you get. <laughs> well, not to disagree with you, but let's move on to something happier. <laughs> Ah, punch a Nazi. That makes me very happy. Because people, I assume, are waiting for us to talk about PlayStation shit. So <laughs> well, let's get into the Nintendo Switch news. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have some uh, talking about that. I'm sure Travis Foster out there is uh-huh. waiting with bated breath, who is serving out the Kool Aid off on Twitter <laughs> at the time. Trust at that conference. Oh my God, that conference. You know what, Joe? I'm never gonna say a negative thing about. I don't think I have said a negative thing about Microsoft in a while in terms of their conferences, but never again. <laughs> in fact, the Sony conferences are even better now. After <laughs> They are practically Oscar-worthy at this point. Oh, my God. But some fun adventures I've been having here. I, I talk, talked to Joe a little bit about this at the top uh, before we started recording. But as I mentioned during our Game of the Year episode, and what, what a fun show that was, by the way. <laughs> Apologies for any technical difficulties there. We tried, we did our best to save the episode, but it was. Uh, I, I, I had fun, I had fun real, real discussing, discussing it, and breaking it down. It was it was actually a pretty historic uh, game of the year tournament for us too, Joe. Number one, uh, number one, credit to Dark Souls three. That is the <laughs> farthest the Souls game has ever come in our tournament, making it to the second round, semifinals. Semifinals, like a credit. To them, and you're right, Joe. It did come down to me and Tyler. We had to vote it out, out but still, it, there's no shame in losing to the winner. I feel. <laughs> uh, number two, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but I believe Final Fantasy 15. Not only was that is that technically the first Final Fantasy to be in our Game of the Year tournament, but I believe it's the first game to sweep every single round it was in. Wait, what? Oh, every you mean like everyone agreed that it was the best game? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I honestly 
I mean, I have no way of verifying that unless we want to go back and re-listen to all the other tournaments. I'm, I believe that's the case because, uh, like, er, like pr- at the very least, at the end of the year, I believe like every decision on the previous years have been split. Like there'll be one guy voting for one and the other two vote, vote the other way. I know that was for darn sure with Bayonetta the, a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think it was the first one to sweep every single round. It was actually a pretty, when you go back, even though it was like, uh, I was on the edge edge of my seat while recording the video, it was the, I was on, it, it pretty much crushed the tournament when you really sit back and <laughs> look at it, look at it. It's pretty, it was pretty interesting, but uh, I had fun. It was like the first time in a while I was like, yes, the right game won. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And even the games that didn't win, such as Dark Souls 3, I was happy with the performance it did in the tournament. So, uh, once again, big thank you to Tyler for agreeing to come back on the show to help us out one last time. It was nice to hear from him. It was. Yeah, maybe we'll have him back again. Who knows? But anyway, (laughs) me too. Uh, But I've been having some... I've, in the last week, uh, three big games have come out. Three big ones. Yeah. First, uh, there was uh, Gravity Rush 2. More mm-hmm. on that in a second, which Joe has been playing. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Then Yakuza 0, PlayStation. <laughs> okay, those last two games, PlayStation exclusive, by the way. And uh, I've been hearing nothing but good things. I haven't had a chance to dig into it, but I've heard nothing but good things about Yakuza 0 so far. And, uh, and of course, the big one, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, mm-hmm. which, once again, uh, I'm not not necessarily hearing 9s and whatnot, but I've been hearing really good things, a lot of 8s, 8.5s. And in general, much like 15 was the step in the right direction, everyone's saying, okay, finally Resident Evil's back. It's at least a step in the right direction. So got some great games. Haven't had a chance to play a single goddamn one of them. (laughs) For reasons, of course, being, one, married. Never get married, kid. (laughs) Especially don't have a fight with your wife, right, when you're getting new games. Number one. Uh, Number two, who... we got a new uh, platform for our bed from Purple Mattress, which uh, I've been enjoying so far. I, I really dig it. And uh, number three, work will not give me a fucking day off. In fact, today is the first day <laughs> that I've had a day off in forever. And it was spent waking up, talking with Joe, and uh, going to see a movie that's only out for two days. So I don't really have too much to say there. But it was a great movie, by the way. Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of Dimensions. Go check it out if you like it. If you like Yu-Gi-Oh! and aren't like Joe and stick in the mud and you're like, oh. <laughs> hey, if we if we give praise to Hatsune Miku and we'll you know, we're cool with it, we can be cool with <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. That's 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 what all I'm saying. Also, I've been trying to fill out on a, make an application to become a game tester so I can hopefully enter that field or the field of video gaming. I don't know about being a tester long run. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, uh, so yeah. So it's just like a lot of shit. So as soon as we're done recording here, Joe, I finally get to sit down and play one of these godforsaken games I've been waiting to play. <laughs> hey, so fingers crossed. Oh, also, fuck Amazon. We're gonna, I'm okay. Gonna say, <laughs> gonna say that right now on the show. You know, Joe, this is going to be probably the best advertisement for GameStop's uh, pre-ordering thing right right here now. Because I pre-ordered Gravity Rush 2 in December, on December 6th to be exact. And I get told three days before release, yeah, you're going to get it on the 27th. I did manage to fish it out of the mailbox, and uh, it's doing what it needs to do in the PlayStation as we speak. <laughs> but seven days past release. And when I talked to him about that, the most I could say is like, well, you did order two day. But that's 
That's seven days. That's more than two days, <laughs> goddammit. Plus, you said day of release, for Christ's sakes. Urgh. Okay, mini rant over. <laughs> All right. Okay. Is there anything <laughs> else you wanted to talk about, Joe? Um, No. No, I think we can just get on. All righty. Folks, let's take it to the news. All right, Joe, it's been a surprisingly busy time since our Game of the Year tournament. We've had new consoles being discussed. We've had lots of reveals, actually. We, we just, in fact, one was just yesterday. But anyway, Joe, what has happened since last we talked? Um, Well, you're going to have to catch me up on that last thing you just said, but I've got a bunch of other stuff here. Um, We're not even done with January, but that doesn't mean we're too early to learn about E3 stuff. Welcome. <laughs> With EA announcing that they're coming back with an EA Play event, as they did last year, uh, right before uh, E3. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, what they did last year, they kind of made a break from the, the main show and uh, had kind of like a little conference slash event in the days leading up to E3. And they're going to do that again this year. Uh, they're bringing it over to the Palladium in Hollywood uh, between June 10th and June 12th, uh, 2017. Uh, they said in the press release that, quote, uh, EA Play 2017 will connect fans around the world to EA's biggest new games through live broadcasts, community content, competitions, and more. Um, so, you know, players will be able to check out uh, hands-on gameplay, live entertainment. Um, should be pretty fun. Um, yeah, it'll be great. Awesome. Good for the people who are actually capable of going <laughs> down there and enjoying it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. And, uh, of course, uh, E3 itself will be uh, June 13th through the 15th at the LA Convention Center, as it always. All right, right on. There you go. All right, so what else happened this week? Let's see. Um, some bad news coming out of Sony here, Uh-oh. as they have shut down a 20-year-old studio in Gorilla Cambridge, formerly known... Um, what were they called before? They were called... Uh, I forgot what they were called before, but they... Uh, oh, they were called Sony Computer Entertainment. No, no, they were Sony Computer Entertainment Cambridge. Uh and These they the developed that made rigs, right? Yeah, they made rigs uh, for VR. Uh, they did Killzone Mercenary on PlayStation Vita. Uh, they did uh, they they did the Medieval franchise on PS One, and uh, they even did Twenty Four the game. Remember that on PS Two? <laughs> uh, oh wow! Unless it's notoriously bad cutscene. Um, but yeah, there you go. Twenty years and. Down, down the tube for them, unfortunately. It's pretty interesting that the last two games they did, one was Mercenaries, which is, this is like back when the Vita was failing. And the other one, and, you know, considering it was Rigs, which was actually getting a lot of talk out of all the VR games that they were talking about per PlayStation VR, or it, it's kind of surprising that they got shut down. Yeah, I don't know what, um, I mean, I can read Sony's statement here if you'd like, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty typical uh, boilerplate stuff. Uh, within SIE Worldwide Studios, we continually evaluate the status of studio projects to ensure that we have the proper resources in place to deliver innovative products within a competitive landscape. Uh, after reviewing all current and future projects, we have decided it necessary to make some changes to the European studio structure in order to meet our strategic objectives. As a result, it has been decided that Gorilla Cambridge Studio will close. Yeah, it's interesting. Like This yeah. could end up biting Sony in the ass, kind like, of. Well. Because uh, they asked the studio to make a PlayStation VR game, mm-hmm. and they do. They make a pretty ambitious one at that. And the VR has been out for, what, three, four months, and they get shut down? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, as we'll discuss with Nintendo, when you get third parties involved, you know, 
they sort of dip their toe in the water and they want to also see what kind of support or you're giving the device itself. Now, in that regard, Nintendo is fucking fine. However, okay. with uh, when they look at the PlayStation VR and they say, like, okay, you let the studio do one game, then you immediately closed it down. Um, <laughs> it's like, if I was them, I would be a little hesitant to make something, at least on the PlayStation VR. So this, So I'm just saying, like, people could see that and take that as a bad omen for the PlayStation VR's life. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, from what I gather, it seems like the VR is doing pretty well. Um, like, like I don't think sh- shutting down the studio is going to be really pertinent to what people think of it. No, because I, the... I mean, they're because I mean, there are great games for the VR. Um, like, great, great games are going to keep coming for the VR. Oh, one just well. came out Tuesday, from what I hear. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I mean, it sucks obviously that they they shut them down. Um, you know, twenty years is a long time. Uh, mm. But yeah, like I think PlayStation VR will be will be fine. Um, right. Yeah, like... I mean. How does it and, sell at your Best Buy? Out of curiosity, um, we pretty much sell them as soon as we get them in. Um, a lot of them that, that we get in are, are actually customer orders to begin with uh, that we just take straight down to the customer pickup area. Uh, when you get them, do you get like we numbers? Like you'll get three or five at a time and then sell out, or are you getting like twenty or forty of them? No, we'll get like we'll get like a couple, like four, like okay. six. And like I said, a lot of them end up being like customer orders that were that were shipped into the store customer pickup okay okay gotcha all right well i guess we'll see as far far as the vr but still it's a shame like i said rigs was made out to be like it was going to be this big e-sport and this would be something everyone with vr would be able to do and quite surprisingly just shut down already it's like weird yeah i mean sony's kind of had a little bit of a a rash of, of closures uh relatively lately um like San Diego's uh, San Diego Studio, which does, uh, I mean, primarily they work on the MLB series, but they do a couple of other random things here and there. Um, like, they laid off pretty much everyone there that wasn't working on MLB. Uh, they shut down Evolution Studios last year as well. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously Sony's doing fine overall, but it's disappointing to see three studios shut down pretty much. For them. Well, not all three shut down, but a lot of uh, jobs lost at Sony in such a short span. Yeah, amen to that. All right, well... What moving on? What what happened next? Uh, in a very very different news coming out of Sony, uh, they announced the Glacier White PS4 Slim uh, for Europe. Nothing, nothing coming to North America as far as I know just yet. But if you're uh, over in Europe and I believe even Australia, no no Europe, UK and uh, Japan are getting getting a a, a white PS4 Slim, uh, which will have 500 gigabytes uh, and one terabyte out, or at least one terabyte in Japan. Everyone else will get 500 gigabytes. There you go. You know, it's rare that I hear about one of these things, and I'm cool with it, because uh, I pretty much already have that with the white, or the, excuse me, the glacial white PS4 that I picked up with uh, my Destiny bundle forever. Right. Ago. But, hey, that's cool. White PS4. Yeah. Just, there you go. They should just be like the GameCube and just have them be released as multicolored devices anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I miss the GameCube. GameCube was so good. Yeah, but uh, nobody showed up for it. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's the thing, unfortunately. It had a lot of third-party support, that's for darn sure. I mean, outside of, 4. I mean, outside of Resident Evil 4, I'm, not, I'm kind of struggling. Uh, Twin Snakes? I mean, that was the re-release of a, of a game, but okay. Yeah, but nobody and else. And it's not even the best version of that. Like, that PS1 version was so cool. Best one graphically. Sure, but it's like... a complete <laughs> dork in that one. It's great. 
Oh, I mean, it's like, can you tell we just saw the Matrix when they, would, when they did all the cutscenes? Like, yeah. can you tell the Matrix just came out last year? That was a really inspira- influential movie when it came out. I'll have you know. Oh yeah, for sure. To, <laughs> to, to, to the detriment of everything that isn't the Matrix, it's like fuck. Like you know the Matrix many, is awesome, but you can't all be the Matrix. You know how many memes I see with Neo holding his hand up, stopping all those bullets. <laughs> Just, oh man, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Moving oh. on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of Resident Evil Seven. Uh, colon biohazard uh we've got some details on the dlc that will be dropping uh very soon at the end of the month i believe oh yeah some of this is like not only is it surprisingly quick but a lot of like i think like one's going to be out like at the end of the month yeah january 31st uh, uh capcom will be releasing two packs of dlc uh, and they'll add new modes of play uh what well, the first i guess the biggest part of it is is called band footage volume one uh which will be on PS4, January 31st. Um, let's see, it's included in a $10 set of DLC. It'll include two new pieces of videotape. It contains scenes that players actually interact with uh, through Resident Evil 7, as is the case with all the VHS tapes, I believe, in that game. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see, they, the videotapes are titled Bedroom and Nightmare, so that should be fun. Uh, let's see, there's also a mode called Ethan Must Die, uh, which is not compatible with PSVR, uh, but apparently it is going to be a very difficult version of basically the new difficulty. Yeah, it's the new Supermax Extreme mode. <laughs> um, let's see. There's going to be also a new mode uh, included, according to this Polygon report. I'm trying to kind of parse what this actually means. But another mode will be included in the second volume of Band Footage. Okay, so Band Footage Volume 2, uh, which will launch on PS4 February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, the new mode is going to be not scary at all. Apparently it's called the Jack's 55th birthday and it's going to be what Capcom calls a comical extra game mode in which players must give, uh, this character Jack a ton of food to eat in a set amount of time. That sounds fun. (laughs) You can make a mobile game out of that. Right. And then, uh, yeah, the actual VHS tapes, uh, in that, in volume two will be titled 21 and daughter. Uh, I do know that there's going to be one with Lucas that does sound scary, or at least gory. Did you see that one there? No, I don't. Who's Lucas? Oh. <laughs> yeah, the one Lucas is essentially you are betting, you're playing games with him, and you're betting body parts of yourself. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to playing that game, if you can't tell, by the way. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, I'm impressed that it's coming out so quickly you normally like with the season like i got the digital deluxe version so i got the season pass on both of those and usually <laughs> they want to stretch them out but no well, i guess uh, just get it <laughs> just get her done get it <laughs> uh well if we've learned about if we've learned anything from capcom and their approach to dlc is that they're very good at charging people extra money for stuff that is probably good to go on day one <laughs> this is true <laughs> i don't know if you remember all that kerfuffle around uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Malcolm, when they were charging for quote-unquote DLCs, like, oh, these are just unlock keys for stuff that's already on this fucking disc. Thank you, <laughs> Capcom, for that. Ah, uh, classic Capcom. But yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the modes seem, I'll say, interesting, especially the feeding the kid one or whatever that is, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. The found footage one looks pretty interesting. Uh, well, in- ones look interesting. Plus, uh, I-, I love how they went about it. 
where it's essentially you control the person in the flashback and you you're trying which puts more perspective on it as you're trying to survive even though it's pretty much shut and dry of what's going to happen. Uh, I also heard that they're going to be doing one one bit of DLC where you're basically uh, the family from the video game, but before whatever shit went down went down, causing them to become what they are in the in <laughs> Resident Evil Seven. So that that'd be an interesting prologue. So I I like I like I like some of these. So I I, I hope I can't wait for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Any thoughts, Joe? Um. Well, I mean, I haven't played Resident Evil Seven. I mean. I- just in general, just pretty ballsy game for them to put out. Uh, in that it's first person and like like it leans on like none of the established characters and plot points from like twenty years of video games that they've mm. put out. It's like here's just a game about some hillbillies. All right, <laughs> cool. So I was having a talk with my wife about this. Like, if Resident Evil, if that franchise were to die like tomorrow, you no, know, you can't really blame Capcom for not trying something new. Like. Because this would be like what the third time that the series has reinvented itself. Um, well, second time at least. Yeah, depending if you count uh, Resident Evil Four as a reinvention, which it kind of oh, was. Cause well, they... oh, I mean, what would be the other? Re- oh, right, right. But third time if you count the movies. But uh... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> of course not, Malcolm. Jesus. Oh, have you seen some of the reviews the latest one has gotten? No, but I'm sure they're terrible. IGN give it a three. Uh. <laughs> Those movies are so bad. Oh, well, like the set... first one. The first one is passable, and then just falls off a fucking cliff. Oh, it's kind of ridiculous. It's like it's almost uh, Fast and the Furious levels of one eighties, where you know Fast and the Furious began as like the semi-serious film, and then by like the seventh one, they're practically Avengers at this point. <laughs> Like, if you did a Fast and Furious versus Avengers movie, I'd be right there because, like, yeah, Vin Diesel could totally take the Hulk. Yeah, at this point, remember when he fucking collapsed the roof on a parking garage? With his yes! Foot? He just stomped <laughs> his foot and a huge crack starts forming. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Or, like, remember when he was fighting The Rock and he's, like, dry, The Rock is driving him through, like, four stone pillars? <laughs> this insanely epic fight scene. I was like, all right, one of you should be paralyzed right now. But... <laughs> Someone should be dead. Oh, and their contracts are ridiculous, too. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. Like Vin Diesel has it in his contract that he can't lose a fight on film, which is <laughs> going to make this next sequel pretty interesting since he's the main antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dom Toretto heel turn. Who'd have thunk it? Mm. It's like a series where you got Statham, you've got Dwayne Johnson, and you got Vin Diesel. Like that's a pretty nice trinity right there. Yeah. Oh god. But anyway, Resident Evil. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I got to give it kudos. It, it It's not afraid to try something new. Like, it goes to this whole first-person thing. And granted, a lot of people say, well, it's just ripping off PT. But yeah, but technically, we're never going to get Silent Hills, so they're they're welcome to it as far as <laughs> I know, yeah, why not? Like, someone's got to cash in on this. Exactly, exactly. All right, what else happened? Uh, hard pivot from uh, RE7. Uh, Final Fantasy XV launched some DLC uh, this week. Uh, in the form of uh, what they call the Moogle Chocobo Carnival. Indeed. Oops. Oh, God. My goodness. Um, so they launched, well, I mean, they technically launched the DLC, uh, I believe, around Christmas time. They're like, here, download this free pack. And yeah. Like, in January. It's like, all right, why not? It's essentially <laughs> a pre installed, like, there's one that's paid that's like five bucks or less. 
However, they also did a free one if you just wanted to enjoy the DLC, but you get more stuff if you pay. Well, no, it's part of the season pass. You get extra stuff if you are a season pass. Well, if you get the season pass, you can get both, which is what I did. Like, there's a free one, and I got the paid one free because I have a season pass. And that includes, like, an extra outfit. Yeah, like, yeah, like free, free one... You get, like, a Chocobo t-shirt and some, like, uh, some items. And if you get the paid one, you get the Fiesta one, where you're basically dressed like a mariachi. And it, like, uh, <laughs> boosts, bumps up your HP and uh, some other stuff. And you get even some, you get even more accessories that you could wear on top of the other one. With both, you get a, you get a ticket to go to the carnival, so... It's essentially you don't have to pay unless you want to. And uh, I was going to say, uh, it turns out we were wrong the uh, other week when we discussed it. You don't need to be at Chapter 9 or have made it to Altisha to go. Uh, no. It's as like once you download the DLC, when you start the game up again on the main menu, there's a section called Special. And you just select that and then pick a save file and off you go. So. Boy, let me tell you, is it special? <laughs> My God, um, yeah. So you go around. You go. You tell your experience, and I'll tell mine. Oh man! So you dress up Noctis in this ridiculous outfit because, of course, you would. Why wouldn't you? It's a celebration, <laughs> Joe. It's a, it's celebration. a celebration. So you got to put him in a stupid hat, put him in a dumb shirt, and uh, be on your way. And you can go around and do a little Moogle dance. You can do some chocobo races. You can go hit us in like arcade, or you got like this little fucking shooting gallery. Uh, their fishing contest. Whack a cactar. Um, oh, by the um, way, did you come across that asshole Kenny Crow? No. Oh my god, it is kind of uncomfortable. Like, okay, so Kenny Crow, you may recognize him as the bench in front of a lot of the diners, where you can have Noctis sit down in front of it, and the crow has his arm outreached, so he's like, like hugging you around the shoulder, so you can impromptu will take a picture, of course. But as well as uh. You know, all these characters uh, pretending to be Moogles and Chocobos. There's this one dipshit who's dressed <laughs> up like Kenny Crow. And I call him a dipshit. Because, like, when you, like, walk up near him, it jumps right to this cutscene where he's like, Hey, kids, it's Kenny Crow. <laughs> and he dances right up to you, grabs you around the shoulder, much like he does on the bench, gr- pulls out the tonic that they sell there. And then proceeds to shove it down Noctis's throat to make him drink. <laughs> and then afterwards, he slaps you in the back, and you stumble away from him, and he dances away from you. And you know Noctis is like, "Okay, thanks, I think." And that's the scene. He's gone. And he's like, "What a fucking asshole!" <laughs> the magic of the festival. <laughs> uh, you can save kids' balloons too. Did you do? Did you do any of that? No, because it's not 2002. I'm not playing Spider-Man 2 anymore. <laughs> uh, it's an easy way to get like two or three medallions. I don't care. That's not worth it. <laughs> did you play uh, the waiter game? I did play the waiter game. That one's actually pretty challenging and will net you a good amount of results. Yeah, I mean, it's very, I mean, once you get like the first order completely right, you're you're pretty much golden. So you didn't like this DLC? It's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like you get some... Dream egg or whatever that I guess we'll figure out what it actually does at yeah, some other for, point. Yeah, the uh, overall goal, I guess, of the uh, uh, of this whole thing is to save up fifty medallions so you can get the lodging voucher 
which allows you to see the fireworks show where you can take a picture of it if you want to. And uh, then you get the Dream Egg, which as of right now, no one has any clue what it is. Mm-hmm. It looks like it, like the description says something like, it's not quite ready to hatch yet. Da, da, da. So it gives you the impression that maybe it will hatch in future DLC. Who knows? I would fucking hope so. It'd be stupid as hell. Like, here's the thing. It's like, all right. And then, like, two years later, we're still holding on to it. It's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, for me, I actually really enjoyed this uh, DLC. I'll tell you why. Well, number one, it's optional. But. <laughs> That's not a reason. But, okay. but like, if you uh, if you examine some of the other stuff that, uh, that they sell there at the stands. Because the lodging voucher isn't the only prize. They have like a bunch of other prizes that you And some of them are really p- big pain in the ass ingredients to get. Like uh, there's this one item called the Magnetron. Now the Magnetron is something you need to upgrade your noisemaker bit of machinery. Now the thing with the Magnetron. If you thought the sturdy helix horn was a pain in the ass to get. So you could get the Ultima Blade. It has nothing on the Magnetron. Now, there is one Magnetron that's lying around in the world, and that's in level, that's in chapter 13. So I can already hear Joe moaning from here. And it's really easy to miss, and once you miss it, it's gone. From there, the only way to do it, and if you thought getting that helix horn that drops like every one out of ten times from the uh, helix horn an enemy, with this one, the only way to get it is to go out in the hat, the desert of hammerhead and summon drop ships and wait for a very specific mech to (laughs) drop out from there. And it can take up to an hour to get that specific thing to to jump out. And that's with the enemy summoning whistle from there. You have to, you have to be lucky enough for it to drop it because it's just as rare as the whole helix horn thing. So you could be playing for a good week before you get, get that one item it's a real gigantic pain in the neck to get so at 40 medallions that's a steal <laughs> i made that was like the second thing i bought the first thing i bought was the sky gemstone which is what i need to upgrade something else that i'm getting now and all these items of course transfer over to your main game so i was really happy about that so i got I made sure to get those as well as the, of course, the dream egg or whatever it's called. (laughs) And uh, on top of that, if you go eat these two dishes that they give out for free over at the uh, Square Enix Cafe. Who is that at the the, serving the food there anyway? Because that's clearly like an actual person that they modeled it to the game. That might be the CEO. I was wondering why the boss fight with him wasn't in here, but maybe I haven't unlocked (laughs) it yet. But... Anyway, a, uh, if you eat those two dishes, then uh, Ignis will learn a new recipe for each one, which I'm pretty sure that was Noctis's voice actor doing. Yeah, I was like, why is this so? Like, why does it sound so weird? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was it was Noctis's voice actor pretending to be Ignis, which I thought was cute. Anyway, so it's like, oh, okay, that's fun. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I got for just simply being able to get those things for much easier. I, I thought it was pretty good. And it was like a great aside for especially if you miss the Magnetron in Chapter 13. That's a pretty easy way for you to grab one. Grab one. Like I said, I guess even down for that ain't bad. Ain't bad. The games were interesting. Uh, the one if you were trying to like get them fast, I would say you know master the whole memory game thing. 
you if you get really good at it you could you'll make 10 the first time and then you'll get f- like three every two minutes at this thing so it, it goes by quick and uh the fish that over there are pretty good too i hope i i level up for the, getting those fishes too but um if i if this is one of those things where people had to pay to experience i would be a little bit more upset of out of it but the fact that they said, okay, here's a free DLC with the with the ticket. So if you want to go experience it, you can. Otherwise, you're really only paying for these extra thing accessories on this pack here. So I, I thought that was good on them. Yeah. D- disagree? Agree, Joe? Or yeah. <laughs> Regretting your decision to make it Game of the Year already? <laughs> yes, I, I rescind our Game of the Year voting. <laughs> well, you were still outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> so much for that where it's sweeping every round (laughs) oh man but yeah i thought it was all right anyway what else happened joe uh what else do we have here second here oh here's some good news malcolm for anyone who wanted to check out Watch Dogs 2 uh ubisoft is now offering a free three-hour trial of the game uh on both ps4 and xbox one very simple uh all you got to do is download the trial um what that does is it downloads the full game uh and then you'll be able to play for three hours and any progress that you make will carry over over to the full version of the game uh if you go ahead and decide to get on with that um what's your opinion on trials do you think they should just make a demo and call it good or do you like the idea of being able to carry over your progress if you're interested in the game um i feel like this is a better approach honestly um okay. yeah because i mean demos um are kind of just you know, a different whole, like, it's a whole different thing. You have to, like, create a whole little micro world or whatever within this world. Uh, so, like, hey, here's a little taste of what this is, like, rather than just, like, hey, how about you just play for three hours and make up your mind that way? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and three hours, I think, is, is a good amount of time to check that game out and kind of make up your mind on whether you want to finish it or not. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm still playing it right now. Um, and, so, yeah, like, my... three my, hours. <laughs> yes, I'm... <laughs> been playing this whole time. <laughs> um, no, but I've been playing this game for the better part of a few weeks, uh, and yeah, like my my experience with the game is is largely very positive. Like I I enjoy this game a lot. Like it's so much better than the original. It's not even it's not even close. Uh, <laughs> like like I said this during during the the game of the year show, but like it it actually managed to have fun with with uh, with the characters and the scenarios in a way that the original game just did not do. Like. The original game is like immediately kills your niece and he's like oh god <laughs> go get vengeance on your dead niece it's like jesus man come on <laughs> or is this you know you play as a group of hackers uh activists if you will uh who go around exposing like corruption within like police forces and and like giant corporations that are hacking um it's pretty great like all the characters are a lot of fun um <laughs> like um <laughs> like like there's this one mission that I did like a couple of days ago, where you have to drive pretty far, a, a pretty far ways away. Uh, so like you end up talking with wrench to do with the goofy, you know, emoticon mask or whatever. Oh yeah, emoticon guy. <laughs> <laughs> like you end up talking with him like the whole way through, like as you drive, it's like 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 aliens or predators, and then like <laughs> and then the conversation end, ends up becoming like, and that's why. And that's why the Predator is better than Archie. Like, like, like Archie comics? Like, they did make pretty... an Archie versus Predator comic. <laughs> that that was his argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Predator's better because he had you interacted with Archie. It's like, all right, this game rules. 
<laughs> oh my god, yeah, I, that is a game I do want to try, and uh, once I get some free time, like definitely, I'll check out this th- this three month trial. Like I said, it is on my like games to buy list. I, I don't know about full price, at least not at the moment. I haven't played the trial. I would say like thirty bucks would be a good sweet spot for me to just jump in. But oh, what about you, Joe? Are you have you bought it already? Yeah, I, I told you I, I've been playing this game for weeks. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I didn't know if this was just the trial or not. No, oh, like how do you think I played it during the game of the year thing? Awesome. Uh, it was maybe you like stretched out each hour. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> If you set the clock back on your PS3, could you keep going, do you think? I don't think that's how <laughs> <laughs> You just keep setting the clock back three hours, like, oh, you're just starting, all right. <laughs> Someone needs to try, I'm sure there's people doing that, and like, we played the whole game for free. <laughs> right on. All right, and so, moving on, what else happened this week? Uh, we finally have a release date, Malcolm, for... Tekken 7, the hit consoles here. Woo! That feels like that's been in the pipeline forever. <laughs> yeah, this is the um, one with Akuma, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually, yeah, I think we saw it last time I saw, remember seeing it. I think it was E3, and that was the big Akuma to reveal. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I should probably say the actual date. It will launch on June 2nd uh, on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Um that's a good move on their part. Uh, May is starting to fill up, especially uh, with the other big game that got an, that got announced for May, which we'll get to in due time, uh, as well as Injustice 2. Mm-hmm. So, no, as far as I can tell, nothing coming out in June. So have at it. Have fun with that. <laughs> uh, do you think this will be... They're advertising this as the final Tekken or the final battle, Joe. Joe, do you believe this? <laughs> oh, absolutely. If I, think, if I know anything about fighting games, is that they are very good at stopping where they fit. I think it's impressive that they're almost at double the uh, amount of uh, Street Fighter games, or at least numbered series, than Street Fighter is right now. Um, I mean... Because Street Fighter Five will be a thing for a while. So they sure. have plenty of time to get to Tekken 10. But there's so many like Street Fighter spinoffs and, like, Side shoots that it's like not even, it's not even actually close. Well, when you're going by sheer number, sure. But uh, and then again, I get, I could look at how many, like street just Street Fighter twos alone. It kind of dwarfs Tekken, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> including one that got announced for the Switch. Oh <laughs> snap! It like another has... version of Street Fighter two. You guys, you, you guys did it. You found a way. Evolution is a mystery, after all. <laughs> uh, but uh, are you excited at all for Tekken? Um, not really a big Tekken player, but I do appreciate it from a safe distance. Because, I mean, I'm not good at it, but I do like watching it and like, tournaments and stuff. I'm excited to see what the community does with it. Oh, yeah. Like, for me, it's, it's a game. It's kind of like uh, what Sniper Elite is to me, where it's like, I don't play it, but it's pretty amazing watching someone who's really, really good at it play it. it. So I'll watch just to see the endings for all the characters. But it's like, but other than that, I'm like, I'm really no good on it. This is a perfect, I'll borrow it from a friend style of game. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely, for those of you who like Tekken, awesome. I uh, hope you enjoy this one. <laughs> all right. So what else happened this, well, this week? What else happened? <laughs> what else happened at some point? 
Um, let's see. Speaking of fighting games, Malcolm, uh, Injustice 2 is getting a beta, which I know it's already closed for, unfortunately. But, but beta yeah, is what coming. What the fuck so- was that? <laughs> It's like, I got the email for it, I applied, and then, like, a few days later, it's over. (laughs) Like, I've already seen, like, there's already footage from the beta going up on on YouTube, for Christ's sake. Yeah, so, um... Bargos be damned. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. You're you're in the beta or you're not, there it is. I mean, from what I could tell, it's pretty much just the characters that's been announced so far, which include, I guess... We can sort of squeeze this in here, but it uh, includes Robin. Mm-hmm. How, how did you like the reveal for Damian Wayne? Um, I actually didn't know which Robin it was. I just heard it was Robin. I was like, cool. <laughs> See, uh, I appreciate you, Joe, because uh, some other friends of mine that I talk with on Facebook, which, by the way, the thing I hate about Facebook now, it's like pretty much Trump book now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's nothing but Trump stories. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like I go there when I want to be depressed or I'm too happy. <laughs> So, like, uh, my friend Matt, who has actually helped me out on the show, ripped me a new one. But, like, of course it was Damian Wayne. He's the only one who uses a katana, you idiot. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, yeah, Damian uh, is the one with the hoodie cloak, and uh, he... It's the one who uses a sword in combat, which he used quite effectively. Mm-hmm. So it, it actually his playstyle actually reminded me of a more acrobatic Deathstroke, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So which is cool. Uh, I don't suppose you got a a story about the uh, leak about some of the characters that are coming. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Um, tell you what. Let's pause right here. All right. So I got a list of them right here. Now another. Bi- bit we should probably report here is that the injustice guys uh did uh do a story trailer reveal did you check that out no for fuck's sake joe yes so they did they basically gave a little tie-in to give a clue what the story of injustice 2 will be and they inch and this is why uh the leak rumor actually has some cred because they name dropped who the main the big bad this time around would be and it was and it turned out to be true thanks to this trailer uh the big bad uh this time around uh is actually brainiac mm, okay that, that's a great reaction all right <laughs> i so, mean yay brainiac <laughs> so some uh character interesting characters that he points out that are going to be in this uh new game are such characters as captain cold and mr freeze which is kind of weird because they're kind of the same thing, but whatever. Um, Catwoman, of course. Doctor Fate. That doing anything for you, Joe? No. What about Black Canary? There you go. All right, finally something on the Richter scale. Um, it's going to have multiple versions of uh, different characters. For instance, they're both Hal Jordan and the John Stewart versions of uh, Green Lantern will be in it. And for those of you wondering, no, it's not just a reskin. They actually got a different voice actor and moves for each character, for each version. I was like, please don't just be like a fucking (laughs) palette swap. Same thing for uh, not for also uh, Supergirl and Power Girl will also also be happening too. Uh, Another character announced, which I'm actually kind of excited about, uh, Swamp Thing. Yeah, apparently, I mean, when they were running polls, last year it's like who would you want to see like in like as dlc or like in a future game like and swamp thing was a very popular answer Hmm. surprisingly nothing about red hood which either means that tough luck malcolm he's not in the game 
or <laughs> tough luck, Malcolm, you're going to have to drop five bucks in order to get him <laughs> when he's inevitably released as an as a DLC thing. So uh, they also announced Scarecrow, which will be kind of interesting considering I've never really saw him as a fighter before. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That's weird. Weird choice. Yeah. So. It's a little weird, but uh, also we should point out that I believe that uh, Injustice, Injustice 2, 2 was, announced was announced to come out on May 5th, 5th or 15th? Uh, 15th, I think. 15th, 15th so. And it will come in three different packs. One, of course, is a normal pack. By the way, if you pre-order the game, Joe, guess which character you get as a pre-order bonus? Clue Probably someone. Goro. <laughs> probably someone that should just be in the fucking game probably but okay i'll give you a hint if this character was in the game he'd probably be the big bad Thanos. that's that's the wrong team buddy <laughs> give up no it's dark side. i know it's dark side. that, that was the joke malcolm Jeez. okay get it together you, said you didn't see the trailer <laughs> i'm aware of other things i just don't watch trailers because i'd rather fucking play games all right well it's dark side which Jesus Christ, he should just be the big bad, but whatever. But it's, yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I'm curious to see how his Omega Beans will work in the game, because, you know, it's not like Cyclops where it just goes forward. No, it bends all over the fucking place, so that'll be interesting to use in practice. Um, anyway, there's that. Uh, there's the $69. There is a $79 one where I believe it's you get access to three or four DLC characters as well as, like, palettes and what have you and then there's the supermax version for 99.99 that'll get you all nine dlc characters as they come as well as uh some other stuff too so there you go or you can just wait like 10 months and get the whole thing for like the same price for 60 bucks yeah just wait for the game of the year just wait for it to come <laughs> out to playstation see that was the thing that i should thank uh microsoft man because they kept it off playstation i couldn't just buy it and when I did eventually buy it, it came with everything right off the bat, so it was well <laughs> worth it. Uh, so are you excited at all by any of this, Joe? Yeah, like, I'm excited about, you know, like, I love the original game. Um, I think that story mode is awesome. So I'm mm. excited to see to see that, at least, uh, even if I don't end up sticking with it, like, beyond the story mode. Uh, that's the one. See, yeah, I agree. That's the same thing with me. Like, I'll play the story mode now, and I'll I'll play it religiously for a good solid week. Or until something new comes out and then I get weaned off. That's usually how it <laughs> works. Like, I appreciate what Mortal Kombat X tried to do, where there was, like, you could side with faction to get rewards and stuff. They give you, like, the tower challenges and all that hot, all that stuff. But, you know, eventually, you know, I, I'm just... I'm just not a huge fighting guy, so eventually I got weaned off. So mm -hmm. Not this, That's not a discredit to the game. Like, Mortal Kombat X, Injustice, and the the first Mortal Kombat have all been really, really solid games. And I have a feeling that Injustice 2 will probably make an appearance on our Game of the Year tournament in some sh form or fashion. But, yeah, that's usually what happens with me. Yeah. Anything else to say on this, Joe? Uh, no. All righty, moving on. What else happened this week or uh, this month? Let's see. Um, the formerly my PlayStation Vita exclusive Danganronpa, another episode. Danganronpa. Uh, will, will be making its way to PS4 on June 27th uh, at retail and digitally. Um, sorry, Tekken. <laughs> sorry to Tekken. Yeah, I'm sure there's an overlap there. Um, yeah, there you go. That game was originally on the Vita 
Uh, like, I don't think it's a, a full sequel. Like, I think it's kind of like a spinoff to the first two Danganronpa games. Uh, oh, is this 3? No, 3 isn't coming out for a while. Uh, that'll be coming out to PS4 and Vita simultaneously when it does, though. Um, oh, okay. They haven't said when that is, though. Um, but yeah, this this will be coming uh, in a few months, I guess. Uh, I think they're bringing the first two games to, to PS4 as well at some point. Yeah, uh, I remember that, yeah. Like, I think those are coming very soon. Uh, and then this will be out before Danganronpa 3, so there you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, are you into Dagon Rapa at all? Uh, I have them both on my Vita. I have not played any of them. Uh, I want to. <laughs> we'll see if I we'll see if I ever get around to it. But like, I've dropped the thirty bucks when they were both on sale uh, about a year and a half ago. All righty. All right. What else happened? <laughs> Let's see. We've got uh, a release date for <laughs> for the Prey reboot. Uh, Prey launching uh, May fifth, twenty seventeen. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> um, there you go um, man I'm just not as excited for Prey as everyone else seems to be uh, like that game yeah is... that was the story I was telling you about that leaked yesterday okay I mean it wasn't really a leak if they put out a full trailer well, okay, it leaked it was in a train <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> That was all off of someone's iPhone. You didn't know about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's it's it'll be coming out to PS4, of course. Um, it's being done by Arkane Studios, who did uh, the two Dishonored games. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't have much to say about Prey, um, just because like, hey, I didn't play the original one uh, on Xbox 360 twelve years ago. Coming on now, Jesus. <laughs> it's just weird that they went they, they had the first Prey. Uh, which was done by 3D Realms, who kind of co-published or developed uh, Duke Nukem uh, 3D, and then like here's Prey for for uh, Xbox 360, and it's this weird like precursor to like Portal in a weird way because there's a Portal gun in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and then suddenly they were working on Prey 2 for a long time, and they just canceled that version, and they're like, eh, let's just reboot it, I guess, to this what we have now. Is it coming out? Is it still an exclusive to Xbox? No, it's coming to PS4. So. Yeah. Why would I? I? I don't know. Why would I brought it up? We're, we're going to talk Nintendo in a bit. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I'm sort of in the same boot. boat. Same boot as you. Yeah, some Canadian all of a sudden. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you as far as, the, as far as Prey goes. I'm not super, super excited. You know, like one, you know, I've. You know, especially after games such as Dead Space and Alien Isolation, you know, you sort of need to like uh, step out, you know, step out to the forefront and be interesting for me to jump into a sci-fi horror type of game and what have you. And uh, I, I do appreciate what they're doing. It looks like it, it's like it feels like a combo of like Dead Space with Portal as far mm. as there are like quite a few puzzle sections here and there. And uh, there's a chance that it could be quite the interesting, uh, quite the interesting story too. But at the moment, nothing really is grabbing me per se. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But hey, good luck to it. If... <laughs> All right, ring an endorsement from the firm Rob <laughs> Put that on the back of the box there. <laughs> I'm not interested, but I hope it does well. <laughs> <laughs> Nice try, dweebs. Maybe next time. <laughs> next time, make a platform. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, all right, what else happened this, this month? Uh, let's see. Apparently, NBA Live, uh, EA Sports is an NBA game. Uh, maybe coming pretty soon. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know if you remember, Malcolm. They, they announced a good while ago that they were going to try to bring back NBA Live, uh, but they also said they 
they weren't going to be launching before the season started, uh, the NBA season, uh, you know, alongside 2K. Um, but they kind of, but then nothing. a good idea. <laughs> sure. Um, but then they haven't really said anything about it since. Um, yeah, so so recently a, a South Korean games rating board, uh, they're, apparently they, they indicated that uh, that is actually, that's going to be coming to PS4 sometime this year, hopefully sooner rather than later, I guess, because, I mean, we're already halfway through the season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> either come up, either, it's either going to cut them out within the next couple of months or just wait till you know, the next season. Uh, but whatever. Um, yeah, there you go. I don't know. Yeah, I remember the game not looking spectacularly good the last time I, I saw NBA Live. So Yeah, I, I mean, they had a couple of editions on PS4. Um, I believe 15 and 16 were the last couple of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so one, letting uh, NBA NBA uh, 2K come out first, which is, you know, let's face it, kind of viewed as the superior game. Pretty good idea, yeah. so they're not, like, directly compared right off the bat. And two, hopefully they get the, get their shit together as far as the game goes, because I, you know, I just remember it not looking that good, especially because they <laughs> would always show those comparison shots, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just in general, like like EA Sports, you know, they 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 do great work with with you know with Madden and with FIFA and whatnot, and then HL. But like the NBA, like they've just said, like I, like it's just just fucking falling apart like a Chinese motorcycle for them the last ten years or so. Um, where they used to be like the forerunner uh, back in the, in the in the NBA space with NBA Live early on, uh, leading up to about I guess when 2K started coming out uh, on the Dreamcast. 2000, around 2000, 2001. Uh, mm. And then from there, it's like it was a slow kind of decline and ascension uh, in both directions for both franchises uh, until the point where, I don't know if you remember Malcolm, where where they canceled NBA Live and they're like, we're going to bring it back as NBA Elite. And mm. <laughs> they put out that demo uh, for that first edition of NBA Elite, uh, whatever year that was. I believe it was like 12 or something or 13. Uh, and then the demo came out and they're like, it was awful. <laughs> like, it was so broken. And they're like, oh, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and cancel this game. Like, two weeks before it's out. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> what that's, the fuck? That's just like Scale Pound, which, yeah, may, like, may, which but, may or may not be a story, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, at least Scale Pound was like months away, at least. This is like weeks or days even before. <laughs> they're, like, you know, or they're like, you know what? Never mind. And it took another two years for them to come back with NBA Live again. Uh, and now it is kind of what it is, where it's like, yeah, right, those last couple of games are okay, but it's like, it's not we're not anywhere near where it needs to be to, to compete with uh, 2K at, at any real level. Fuck, wow. Yeah. Two weeks? Something like that. I, I'd have to look it up, but it, it's a pretty notorious uh, instance where it's like, like, they put out that demo and, and like, there was, like, it was, it was soon enough, it was, like, late enough where, like, some copies had gone out to like retailers, uh, and some were circulating around um, when they shouldn't have been. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it was NBA Elite Eleven. I think was the one. Yeah, Eleven was the one. <laughs> Man, Damn. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. <laughs> All right. So what else happened? Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, some quick release news here. I don't know if you're big on dirt, Malcolm. <laughs> it's outside my house. <laughs> it's all over the place. Uh, no, but the the rally racing game, uh, Dirt, is getting a new uh, entry. Dirt Force will be coming this summer. 
uh, you can look forward to that on June 6th as well. <laughs> um, there you go. All right, nice. Uh, are you into dirt? I hate to put it like that. <laughs> you like you in... dirt? You like rolling dirt? Do you like the game series at all? Uh, I've never actually played it. But there, there have been a couple of editions that have been free on Xbox, uh, Xbox Live that I've been wanting to check out at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard a lot of great things about it. Like those those games are developed by Codemasters, which have, has a pretty great pedigree as far as racing games go. Uh, they did they do all the dirt games, they did Grid, they do F one. Like all those are well received. Mm. So they've got something for everybody over at Codemasters as far as racing games go. Nice, nice. All right. So what else happened comes out this week? Uh, no, that was it. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> for, it. Okay. For, for releases. Um, but I have one, one last piece of news here, Malcolm, for right. for you as as a season pass owner for the division. Uh, where that that third expansion is coming very soon, uh, Last Stand, if it's not already out. Um, and with it comes the new update, update one point six, Malcolm. I want to I want to read what these additions and and changes are, and you're going to tell me if they mean anything significant to you because I don't know. All right, I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. So most important uh, new feature here in the new update is the opening of a new area in the northern parts of the PvP and Dark Zone area where. Dark Zone 7, 8, and 9 will now be available. Ubisoft says that uh, these areas are, quote, especially dire and contain a couple of surprises. Uh, they also say that when you include the vertical and underground areas, um, they most they almost double the size of the current Dark Zone. So, mm. so pretty big. Uh, sounds like a pretty big expansion there. Uh, yeah, seems, that, that's, <laughs> that's actually pretty impressive, so. Yeah, and players will, players will be able to instantly travel between uh, around the map as well. So I guess compensate for the for the expansion of space. Oh, sweet, sweet. All right, let's see here. Uh, clearing landmarks will now automatically place loot in the player's inventory, uh, bypassing the need for physical extraction. Uh, however, landmarks spawn large numbers of NPC enemies, which become more ferocious in the far northern sections of the map. Um, new, new hourly contamination events are being added, in which health management against enemies is vital. Uh, leaderboards with rewards will also be available. Other additions include a legendary difficulty setting, exotic items in new gear, changes to previous gear sets, uh, a tweak to armor and health balance, skill balance changes, decrease in hip fire stability, and unlimited weapons calibration. Mm. That actually sounds pretty good. That sound pretty good for you, Malcolm? Yeah. That sound all right? Yeah. From what I understand, it's like, from the from the moment that I left is when they started getting their shit together. <laughs> so part of me feels like I'm doing a service by not playing this game, but uh, but from what I understand, like I've been like keeping up loosely on the series. Like they keep getting new equipment that looks really really awesome. Sadly, the PC guys get get a lot of these updates first. But uh, from what I understand, it's like everything they're doing. and uh, little tweaks here and there is always good. Uh, maybe I'll like re-download it one of these days and just see how I enjoy it. Because like I said, uh, during the Game of the Year tournament, it was a great game. And for you know the time that I did play it, it's just that it got old really fast. But it sounds like it, <laughs> they fixed a lot of the issues that was making it feel old, if that makes any sense. Sure. Yeah, someone angrily outside honking their horns. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um just uh, one thing, if that's all you got for the regular news, uh, one thing I will bring up was uh, Scalebound getting canceled, which is really, really super weird, especially if you read up on the story. Because uh, even weirder is that 
definitely talked about it the last time. We talked about it in past. Are you sure we talked? To, we talked about it last. Yeah, show, we talked. Really? Yeah, we talked about it with Tyler. Seriously? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, 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 right. Come on, man. All right, I've had a long day. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so should we talk to about the big news that happened? Yeah, I guess we can do that. All right, the big news and. For those of you who are expecting a blow-by-blow of the conference, number one, why do you hate us that much? And number two, (laughs) (laughs) we apologize, but we figured, you know, since at the end of the day, this is a PlayStation podcast, we just thought we would just, like, burn through it and basically just give you our thoughts on everything as as it happened here. We'll start with... And that, of course, we're referring to is the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) This was the time to impress, Joe. This was the time to tell get everyone saying this is a new Nintendo <laughs> and Switch is the way to go. Uh, Joe, did you see the conference itself? I did. I did do that. Um, it was it was on while I was at work uh, late late at night. Uh, so I had to kind of catch up with it after the fact. Um, but I enjoyed that conference, that 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 presentation way more than you did. Uh, I think uh, you're apparently. on the low you're on the low end of of, of people that hear. <laughs> Fuck you! About I'm it. on the minority on this. <laughs> All right, because I mean that it, it was a dorky dumb thing, but it's like it wasn't like oh what a, it wasn't like, like I don't think it detracted from like the like the actual console itself. All right, Joe. Uh huh. How long we've we been friends for now? Uh, not nearly long enough for you to bring that up. <laughs> It's getting close to a decade. We've been friends for a while. <laughs> you cut that shit out. All right. As your friend, I got to tell you something, okay, man? You're drinking the Kool-Aid. What Kool-Aid? You're, you're drinking the Nintendo Kool-Aid. You and Travis. Travis probably passed it to you and uh, Mickey'd you without you even realizing it. But for you to tell me, look at that conference and tell me, no, it was a perfectly fine conference. Fun. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> like, I saw that conference and the first thing thing i thought to myself after was you know what i'm cool with those tree houses they do from now on <laughs> just keep doing those direct shits and never do a pot okay I, I would actually enjoy it if they did a podcast they probably do you're about to tell me but anyway no, they, don't. they don't okay <laughs> All right, so number one, this was done in Japan, so it's going to be a different presentation-wise from what us Americans are used to. It was, like, very true to the point. And uh, basically, I will say this. Like, right off the bat, they get, like, all the major details out of the way. And uh, we get a lot of specs. Number one, first and foremost, Joe. (laughs) Well, interestingly enough. $100. Or two ninety nine yeah. American. Yeah, that's fine. How, how do you feel about the price? Good price. Good Good price. price. Now here's the thing. <laughs> that's a perfectly fine price for new yeah. video game hardware. Okay. All right. Long story short. Yes, you're right. Okay. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is a new thing with a bunch of crazy new technology. Your hundred dollars seems very. But here's the thing. With that price, and on fact, on top of the fact that Nintendo repeatedly calls it a console, you sort of have to compare it to other consoles, which are around, if not less, than that price. But we'll we'll get into more on that later. But uh, ultimately, I I was I was keeping my fingers crossed for two fifty. I think that would have been an overall more appealing price for most people. But at the same time, I mean, you know, I see your argument as well. It's a new piece of technology, especially if it works as good as we're all hoping it works. You know, it, it'll be it's it, it it could be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, the rest of the pricing for it, we'll get into. We'll find out if. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of that pricing. Is... Oh, good but, Jesus! Uh, but but the pricing for the system itself, I think. All right, all right. 
my first major problem with this with this one. No, it's not the price, Joe. <laughs> Thirty-two gigs internal storage. Mm-hmm. Now my PS4s have about five hundred, and I also pay two ninety-nine for it. Now uh-huh. granted, now granted, it, uh, you can expand that with micro SD card, uh, micro SD XC, I should say, which uh, you that's, you that's extra capacity is what that stands. Say that again. <laughs> extra capacity is what that stands for. Okay, so and you could. You can ha- it can handle up to a two terabyte card, which don't, which don't exist yet. Yeah, <laughs> they don't exist yet, but they'll they'll be there. They'll be there. I think the highest they have right now is two hundred and fifty six. So they are future proofing this machine, which is interesting. Uh, how do you feel about the storage? I mean, as a portable. I mean, you're you're thinking about it as as something that would just like only be parked at. I mean, you think about like a, like it's the, the system itself. Is like is a tablet, you know, like you can happen to dock it and it'll connect your TV. But like the form factor of it is a tablet. Uh, tablets standard come with 32 or sometimes even 16 gigabytes of storage. Um, well, uh, here's the thing. I understand what you're saying. And if I was them, I would probably and, have tried aiming this more at the 3DS Vita market per se. Like you're, like you're not going to put a hard drive inside of a portable tablet that that would like that's unreasonable <laughs> for people to think that. Like, why doesn't it have 500 gigabytes? Well, because you can't put a giant spinning hard disk inside of it. <laughs> my my <laughs> iPad Mini has more storage. I'm, I'm just throwing that <laughs> And and you can put you can, and you can spend twenty dollars on a 32 another 32 gig SD card and 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 double the storage on it. It's not a big deal. Well, it's not a big deal now, but like like uh, like yeah. you you can't get two terabytes of storage yet, but like you should be fine. Like the games. The, the 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 graphical output of this of this system uh, seems equivalent to like the Wii U PS3 era. So, like those games, like obviously those games aren't like insignificant in size. Like if you wanted to download Breath of the Wild, like that'd be about half of the 32 gigs on board storage. But like like the games also come like on game cards as well. Like it's not like <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I I just don't see a huge problem with the storage. Uh, uh, well, I, it's an like issue. The, on, like, like only the games will cost the same, uh, whether you get them physically or digitally. Like, because the thing is, like, advances have been done to storage spaces. Like, you can, you can have comparable storage space on, like, if, for instance, my iPhone. An iPhone can store up to two hundred and fifty-six gigs by itself. Uh, so that costs something. <laughs> and each bump in storage is an extra hundred dollars on an iPhone. Uh, true, but there are <laughs> other avenues that. And that's, but to be fair, that's also Apple. They're looking for any excuse to bump up the price, much like Nintendo, apparently. But I digress. But like, see, like, but here offering thirty-two gigs is keeping the price down. Like, what do you like? If if you want, we could put five hundred and twelve gig on this thing and have the freaking price go up to four hundred. Right, like, uh, like flash memory, like high capacity, like higher capacities of flash storage aren't that cheap. Like one hundred twenty-eight is like kind of. Like right now, it's kind of like the threshold where you like anything below 128, you can get pretty reasonably as a micro SD card. Like 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 you can re- regularly find like 32 gig cards on sale for like 20 bucks, 64 gigs for like 40 bucks. Like it's not it's, the storage. I don't think is make or break right now on, on the Nintendo. Store. I guess this is just one just one issue. Like because keep in mind, like they're they want you to also buy games digitally. And if you were to buy, we would later find out if you were to buy Zelda digitally. Which, uh-huh. by, by the way, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll take up about 13 gigabytes by itself. 
And 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 let's be realistic, Malcolm. Uh, with you particularly, how how many games are you buying in general for the for any Nintendo console? Are you gonna fill up five hundred gigabytes of storage on a Nintendo console when the games are fucking sixteen well, definitely gigs? Definitely not now. But... <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, you're gonna buy like Zelda. You'll buy Mario, and like you'll bitch about have, not having any other games to play besides those. Well, and and it'll be like forty gigs worth of total storage. Well, not entirely true. Like, uh, keep in mind, uh, NBA 2K18 is coming to this game, which I'm, <laughs> yeah. which I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work. Like, could you really fit that game on a game pack? Yeah, why not? It's, like, what do you I mean, why not? Because <laughs> the game cards are going to be like 32 gigs, probably. I mean, it ta- like on a Blu-ray CD or DVD. Well, the, or... These aren't PS4-level graphics. You're forgetting also. Like, these it, like the game... It like, is not all graphics. Come on. What else would it be? Like, why would like what else? What between, <laughs> between the, from the leap between PS3 and PS4? Why else would the freaking capacity of games like double or even triple and stuff? Uh, yeah, a lot of it is just uh, the sheer information. Like you've got like all <laughs> they, those they found teams. extra fucking sound effects to put in NBA games all of a sudden. Yes, actually. <laughs> no, they didn't. A lot of it is sound files from the commentators who have to like commentate for every single individual thing yeah and those games are like 10 gigs on ps3 and xbox 360 it should be about the same on nintendo switch no like if you were to buy <laughs> you just, you just nba 2k is like 50 gigs and no that's yeah, not PS4. all like this but... thing's gonna be equivalent to like the wii u and the xbox 360 and ps3 like this like it's not gonna be a graphical powerhouse you don't have to worry about like oh how's he gonna fit this game on a game card Easily. <laughs> like, these things are going to be like 32-gig cards. All right, number one, I take exemption by saying the PS3 is not a graphical powerhouse, number one. <laughs> In 2017, this is not a graphical powerhouse. Uh... Oh, my God, Malcolm, cut it out. This... <laughs> I can't tell if you're just doing a bit now. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, this, this is getting ridiculous. All right, real quick. Like Microsoft Office, how much, how, how graphically powerful is that? Not at all. Exactly, but it still takes up a gig. So my my point is, is, like, not everything is just that. It's just the sheer amount of information. A game like NBA 2K has a ton of information, not only with all the teams and their mannerisms, but all the legendary teams, all the different outfits and what have you. It's like, I'm just saying, I, I'm. I'm curious to see how they do it. I, like, I haven't done the technical reading on, like, one of the game packs for that Nintendo has. Maybe they've exceeded expe- – they've gotten even better since the days of the NES. I don't know. But, it, you know, it's something to think about. <laughs> Malcolm, how, how big would you estimate NBA 2K17 is on PlayStation 3? PlayStation 3? It, yes. I take it you have – do you have the number up? What would you estimate it to be? I would say at least 30 gigabytes. You're – you have quadrupled the size of it, Malcolm. It is 7.9 gigabytes. Just by itself. By itself. And after updates and all that? I don't know, Malcolm. Do you want to plunk down 60 bucks on PSN right now to see how much, many more updates it'll push? We'll check this out later. But anyway, <laughs> size, is gonna, is, size is going to be, be an issue. Is, like My I, point is, is that these games are going to be comparable to PS3 and Xbox 360 games, both graphically and in terms of like the amount of storage that they take up. It's not a big deal, 32 gigs. We'll see. Like in in reference to me, you're right. It's not going to be a huge deal to me because I'll get like maybe one to two games each year for this thing, and the rest of it I'll I'll play on my PS4. 
which does have more than 32 gigs gigabytes on it. Yeah, Thank because God. the system requires it. Like the games, like I, I was like I was looking, like I was doing some cleanup on, on my PS4 today, um, like to be able to like <laughs> install some other stuff. And Doom takes up 79 gigs. Mm-hmm. 79 gigs for Doom. <laughs> That's fucking absurd. And for Doom? Like, no, that game's f- fantastic, dude. Yeah, but it's like, where the fuck are 79 gigs coming from? Like. A fucking Blu-ray disc fits 50 gigs. Where did 29 extra gigs come from? <laughs> what the fuck happened there? Like, I don't need the multiplayer for that game. <laughs> I'll have to check out uh, how how these things work here. I'll have to do no, some but, resources. Or yeah, but, maybe RK will write in. Who knows? Yeah, but my point is that the storage, like 32 gigs, like, yeah, like, when compared to the fucking Xbox One and, and PlayStation 4, it's like, yeah, that's paltry. But, like, Comparing it to what it, what the system actually is and what it's offering, like as a mobile platform as well, like 32 gigs is pretty much on par with any other tablet that you'll see uh, with expandable memory. All right, so Joe, how much are you prepared to drop on the network service? <laughs> all right, see so you now that is something I cannot give you a hand at all. Okay, uh, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, yeah, they 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 revealed that they're I guess launching their own. Their own paid service, um, like so I don't know, if they're, Splatoon, they're, pretty much. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, like it's it's a real chicken and egg thing with with this, right? It's like, well, like like oh, Nintendo's never had a, a like a paid service before. It's like, oh yeah, because they've never had games to justify it. It's like, well, but still, <laughs> you know, it's like, why would you make games for it? Like, why would you like who is going to be making multiplayer games for the for the fucking Nintendo Switch besides Nintendo? You know, um, like, like not only only that, the way they they're going about it it's like they looked at what you know playstation plus and xbox live with gold for that matter and got together and thought okay how can we do a worse job like oh i know those free games that they give you or excuse me i, I know i i should put the air quotes around free because you know you need the service to keep using it but you can still use it as long as you have the service uh, how about if we only let them uh, let them have it for that month <laughs> then if they want to keep playing, well, you're gonna to have to buy the game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what they're gonna be doing is, is like specifically, like it's not gonna be like new games either. It's gonna be like virtual console stuff specifically. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Do you know like how I, much virtual crap they have for Christ's sake? <laughs> like, like, I mean, if if it ends up being like a fucking four dollar or like a, like five for like five bucks a month, it's like if they're like five bucks a month and like thirty bucks a year, try it out. It's like, uh, like I could maybe maybe get behind something like that. Um, but if it's like if they try to be on par with like yeah, it's sixty bucks a year or ten bucks a month, it's like no oh, hard pass. It's gonna be a hard pass because like besides like Splatoon and like Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, it's like what the fuck would people be paying on to play online for a Nintendo console for? You know, um, it's like. Like, they were saying, like, oh, you get the first, you get, like, winter through spring for free, and it's going right. to be... But, like, really, the only game that's really heavy on the service is going to be Splatoon, which comes out in summer, just as it's ending. Well, Splatoon and uh, Mario Kart uh, 8 will be out, too. A little bit before I, that. Okay, like, I those suppose... Are the only, those are going to be the only, like, intensively multiplayer games. Yeah. I, I suppose that's fair, but, you know, as for the most part, I think people... And I could be gigantically wrong here, but most people seem to want to play kart locally with people. Like, whenever I've played Mario Kart, it's been with people in the room. Uh, I'll play Mario Kart anyway. <laughs> like, I, I, I've, I've played a decent amount of Mario Kart online. Um, 
just to be able to wreck new people. Because <laughs> right. I, it gets, cause I, I destroy everybody in Mario Kart. It, people stop wanting to play with me locally, so I have to go online. Play All right, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, as far as the network goes, I'm really gigantically against this. Uh, the it, conference itself from here, I thought was very confusing and very quizzical. Like for number one, if you went by the conference, there was two games coming out at launch, which is not true. Just a... <laughs> But at the end of this, it wasn't until like midday that I was like, okay, other games are coming out. But those games, uh, by the way, the Switch does not come with a video game. Like, no, is, yeah, like, yeah, it sucks because the last couple of consoles did. Exactly. Like, it, it's almost as if, and I'm Joe will, I'm sure, disagree with me, that <laughs> they looked at the data and said, wow, a lot of people played, played Wii Sport and Wii Resort. Maybe we could get some money if we made that a separate product they're going to have to buy. <laughs> so, here, so we have one to switch. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it did make those games separate, like, very late in those cycles. Um, but, yeah, like, those pack-ins were, like, really key to, to getting the excitement for, like, the Wii especially. Like, Wii Sports was such a fucking great game. Uh, mm. like, like, oh, my God, the amount of hours that, like, literally everybody on this planet fucking spent <laughs> playing Wii Sports uh, is crazy. Um, and, and to much lesser extent, like Nintendo Land for the Wii U, like, but even that eventually became like a separate game when they when they started packing in like Mario Kart instead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, um, like the game that they showed off, you know, during the presentation that seemed like it could have been a very good packing game was, you know, One Two Switch, which is I thought so, yeah. Yeah, like I was like, all right, this seems pretty cool, and it's like it'll be fifty dollars. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> so, you know what killed me about that announcement was. Number one, they announced now it's not going to be a pocket. Number two, but then I heard her interview with Reggie, and he was like, "Well, we're going to experiment around with the price." I was like, "For instance, uh, one two switch is not going to be a full price game." I was like, "Okay, so it'll be like twenty bucks or nine ninety nine or something that I could like even forty. I'd have been like maybe." Yeah, it's ten bucks off. Fuck you, get out of here, (laughs) (laughs) man. I was like, like I mean. from the sounds of it, like there's gonna be like a bunch of goofy mini games, but I I would have been happier I think with like what they showed on like during the presentation, like that you know quick draw like dual game and like this ridiculous but still kind of awesome sounding like milk the cow game or whatever the fuck it is. It's like like, it, like all that shit sounds ridiculous but fun enough to be like all right if it was like three or four of these things and they were packed in that would have been fine, but it's like apparently it's gonna be like a whole mess of things and they're like. Like, this is enough to charge 50 bucks for. It's like, how about you just scale it back so you can either pack it in or, or charge 20 bucks for it instead? Yeah, freaking it. And, like, it's nothing but a group of party games that maybe you'll play, like, once every four months when you have, like, a group of friends over. More yeah. so probably with Joe. He has a lot of friends. But, oh, uh, yeah. It's, like, all the time. It's like, hey, bros, <laughs> who wants to milk cows? Yeah. <laughs> that game uh, looks so ridiculous. This was, an, this was another one of those a red flag for me. Like, cause after the first reveal for the switch, which I was really, really pumped when I saw it in action, it felt like, okay, Nintendo's getting kind of semi-serious about the console again. Finally, it's done with all those stupid gimmicks. Yeah. You can make the argument that the whole portable thing is gimmick, but it's a smart gimmick, I think. And you're like, okay, we're going to be done with all the motion controls and all the HD shit and all that stuff. And you get to this. Especially I hate with- HD Got to get rid of that HD shit. Oh, yeah. Well, they got rid of HD. Don't you worry. <laughs> what, what did I mean to say? Uh, uh, the 3D uh, 
What, what's the name of that new uh, vibration they got? 3D vibration or something? Oh man! All right, no, all right. So, like, I guess we should talk about the actual controllers because they, 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 they ended up being much more elaborate than they let on when they initially showed off the yeah. system. Because at first, you know, during that first reveal, it was like, oh yeah, like they just you, like you you attach them to the system to take a portable, you take them off to play on your couch. That seemed to be the extent of it. <laughs> but like, they do have motion sensing. Uh, they've even got like, like one of them has even got like a motion or not emotion, but like, uh, like an infrared sensor that can tell, like if you, if you're doing like rock, paper or scissors or whatever. Mm. Uh, so like pretty advanced, like IR tech. Um, and then like HD rumble is what they're calling it. <laughs> HD <laughs> rumble. Thank you. HD That's what rumble, I was trying to say, <laughs> which is a ludicrous term, but the technology <laughs> itself sounds super impressive. It's like, yeah, like we can, like the, the motors in here are advanced enough where you can where we can pretend that there's one glass, one ice cube in a glass, and you can shake it around and feel it, or two cubes, or even three cubes. It's like, <laughs> it's like that's a ludicrous example that no one will ever use, but exactly. it makes sense. <laughs> but it makes sense. I understand what they were trying to convey. Like, that, like no game will ever make you shake a fucking glass to see how many ice cubes are in it, I don't think. Like, the first, but, when I first saw that, the first thing I thought was, like, remember all the shit that people gave playstation when they had like a fingerprint reader or the touch screen i should say on there like no it's gonna like maybe one or two games will have that that's it. i can't think of any other games that want to switch that are gonna incorporate hd yeah i don't know like i mean i guess it's gonna be good for that cow milking game but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not sure what else uh, oh, but yeah i mean i don't know like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of like when like I don't know, it kind of reminds me, it sounds very six-axis-y, or, like, touchpad-y, yes. from, like, like stuff that, like, so, like seems cool, and it could potentially get some cool use, but I'm not sure actually will, and kind of just ends up driving the price of certain accessories up. Yeah, um, so yeah you, like, you, you want to drive down the price so that you could put more storage on the blasted thing? Get rid of HD Rumble. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, we'll, I, we'll definitely have to see who decides to implement it that kind of stuff and how um to see if whether it's, it's worthwhile but ultimately like rumble is kind of a novelty for me like some like this like i've played a couple of games that like for whatever reason just either default to no rumble or just didn't have rumble and like and i didn't really realize it until someone pointed it out so like rumble has never been like a huge thing for me um mm. so i mean i don't know we'll see yeah what the controller vibrating has never been a huge thing like oh they need to get the shit together on that you know yeah like i mean obviously it was a big deal when like they first introduced like the Rumble Pack and the DualShock controller before, and it was definitely a big deal when they took DualShock out during the PS3 early on. Um, I remember that was oof, remember that <laughs> like that was a big uh, what what do you do? But yeah, for me, like Rumble hasn't been as big for for like my enjoyment of games. You know? so, like the the last time I could tell you that I enjoyed Rumble being a part of the game, I think it was Guns of the Patriots, Guns of the Patriots, the Metal Gear game. Where uh, you see Psycho Mantis again, and he uses his uh, power of psychokinesis to move your controller. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, that's cute. That was 19 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh um, god! Don't I mean, I guess to be fair, it's pretty key to succeeding at fishing in FF15. Uh, mm. But aside from that, Rumble has been pretty pretty minor for me. It's like, and then going back to the price of the game, like especially with the prices of the accessories too. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can talk about this then. Like, if I you, mean, if you lose your Joy Cons, you're gonna, it's gonna be eighty bucks to get a new. One. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, the Pro I Controller mean, the way... seventy dollars. 
<laughs> Put it in perspective, you can get a PS4 controller or an Xbox controller for fifty nine ninety nine. I mean, yeah, it's not much more expensive than like a regular than you'd see in other consoles, and it's actually going to be cheaper than what you would get on on the Xbox side, to be honest. Because from the from the looks of it, the the I mean, I imagine that the Pro controller, like the Wii U can Pro controller, is going to be rechargeable out of the box, whereas you know the, the Xbox the Xbox One controller uh, comes with double A's. And you have to buy twenty-five dollar battery packs if you want to do it, make it rechargeable. Oh, um, fuck. <laughs> so if you if you buy like say Malcolm, if you want to buy a special edition Gears of War four limited edition controller, well, one that's extra over the regular price, which is like seventy dollars, and then twenty-five on top. An Xbox controller can cost you a hundred bucks. So the Pro controller itself, like the Pro controller, isn't outrageous. Uh, it could I... be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. And to give it, like, you know, so it's not, like, me 100% shitting on this console here, I will say that, according to them, the Pro Controller has a battery life of 20 hours. I think so the Joy-Con, too. I, I believe Joy-Con is 10 hours each. But still, that's pretty substantial. That, well, I that, mean, I, I would imagine it. Why, why, would, <laughs> why wouldn't you use both at the same time? I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> so, 10 hours, then. You know, like, maybe you're both playing Mario Kart, and you were playing for longer on your one <laughs> Um, the dock where you connect uh, your TV to this thing and then you just drop the thing in, uh, 90 bucks, which I could actually see as an interesting, as a nice alternative where instead of, uh, you know, like in the case of me where I have two PS4s for each TV, you could just like get, get the switch and an extra dock and just move it over from like TV to TV. I could right. see that. That could be a fun alternative. It is. But ninety dollars is fucking crazy, <laughs> because I mean the thing about the the dock is that it doesn't do anything besides charge the switch and output to your TV. Like it doesn't like increase the power of the switch at all. Like the like the power like there's no extra processing power that comes out of the the dock itself. It's just the plastic shell that conveniently docks and charges your switch it's and like outputs it, it to a TV. It'll um, give it some oomph dra- graphically, like. Uh, no, I mean no. Like the the game, like the game will output better because it's docked to power. Like it'll downgrade to 720p because it's like a the screen is 720p as opposed to your 1080p TV, mm-hmm. so it doesn't need to output at the same resolution. So it just downgrade to do a to down to to get to to output to a 720p screen and also to increase battery life. That's why it downgrades the graphics uh, when you undock it. Right. But but docking it uh, unlocks it. The, the, the tablet's full potential as it as it were. It's not like the dock itself isn't doing anything to to, to add to the graphical capability. Of the uh, okay. Well, uh, some other minor, some other lesser accessories to get out of the way. Uh, a carrying pack for the uh, tablet when you're on the go, which I which I do recommend for people to to get. That's like nineteen ninety nine, and or uh, you can. Uh, or you can get the Zelda Special Edition. Not, not the Master Edition, because that one's, like, super sold out. <laughs> but there's another Special Edition that comes with, like, a carrying case. For the- there you go. And that's an extra 20 An, an extra what? 20 bucks over the price of the regular game. So 80 bucks for the game and, like, the pouch and hmm. the fucking map and all the extra bullshit that comes with Special Edition. <laughs> and lastly, for the Mario Kart 8, which is a deluxe version of the game that came out for Wii U, uh, you can get steering wheels, and they actually sell them in pairs, which I appreciate. And those are like fifteen bucks, so those those are reasonable. So much. All right, I let's... Made, I made those steering wheels uh, since Mario Kart Wii. Uh, 
Uh, let's talk real quick about the uh, power. In other mm-hmm. words, how long the tablet lasts when it's on its own, which is it between 2.5 hours to 6 hours. Right. Is, and, that's a and hell the, of a jump there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's kind of as a, I guess, as a, uh, a, as a touchstone, they said that Zelda uh, will typically run about 3 hours uh, off power. Um, so, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a little um, work, especially because like all the commercials, it's like people on airplanes playing this. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not amazing battery life, but the only the upside to to to, to this. I mean, not the upside. I mean, I rather they they designed the hardware in very, in a very smart way. Um, in that they were very smart about like how to charge the system. <laughs> yeah, it uh, uses a USB C, which is yeah. the merging charger port. Right, yeah. So if you've bought, if you if you if you have bought like an Android in the last few months, or will be buying an Android, uh, like you will have plenty of charge cables. Um, so I, I'm assuming it, you'll be able to charge it through basically the same like ports and and chargers that you can charge like your phone or your tablet from, or you know even laptops now are using USB C to charge. Uh, uh, and like I, I, I got a portable battery pack, uh, a twenty thousand milliamp pack for nineteen ninety nine on Amazon. Right. And uh, go ahead. I mean, I would have to like I do wonder like of course like what kind of power output you would need <laughs> to to go to charge uh, the switch effectively. Like obviously, like an iPad would like you can charge like for example, you can charge an iPad with like with like a five watt like iPhone charger, but it would take much longer than the twelve watt charger that that it comes with. You know. Um, gotcha. So I wonder like like how effectively you could you know charge and play um with like a regular USB-C that you just like plug into a USB port uh like on a plane or whatever um yeah. I, but I def- but if it if it if the power like requirement is low enough like it would that be pretty like it wouldn't be the end of the world you know you can bring you know that battery pack or plug it into that USB thing and be okay my big concern like if let's say my for sake of argument my battery pack that I got does work <laughs> the one I uh, the pro- the structure scheme issue is that the port to plug in is obviously at the bottom of the screen. So if you're using the stand to keep it standing up, it's going to look really awkward with the charging <laughs> port in the bottom. Well, no, you wouldn't be able to charge it uh, and use the kickstand at the same time. Exactly. Um, unless, unless they you make just like have a to hold special it. cord or something. Yeah, like you would have to buy like a special like kickstand or dock or whatever for it. Um, which like I would for refuse. Nico to make that soon, I'm sure. <laughs> um, like I mean, you would just, like I, I mean, the obvious solution is just use it in handheld mode instead, you know. Um, like yep. you would with a Vita or a 3ds. It's like, but I want to use that kickstand, Joe. Which I've <laughs> no, so, I mean I get it, but it's like, like yeah, it's like, like oh, like the <laughs> like battery's dying. My got how to charge it and fucking you yeah, know, push I, the kickstand back in and, and attach the controllers. Yeah, I suppose that, that makes sense, and especially. But I do hope they make an attachment where I could just plug something into it and it'll charge it. Like even if it's just like a special cord that's in a ninety degree angle, so I'm able to use the kickstand option as well as play the game and charge it. Yeah, like I'm sure like someone's developing like a fucking either like a charge case, like a giant, like a big ass movie, uh for for portable mode and some sort of like stand that you can charge and and use the kickstand at the same time. Mm. Uh, well, like I'm sure those things are in, like, like <laughs> peripheral makers would be leaving a lot of money on the table if they weren't working on that right now. Uh, some some other nitpicks I had about this console, which uh, I just want to stress that 
despite the issues that I'm going to point out right here, I'm still a big fan of the console. Like we, we, it's on record already when we were discussing that initial reveal. I like, like this is a really nice looking piece of work that they got down here. And from what I've read or what, what I've listened to from people who are actually at the event that tried it out, it actually works super well with the exception of if you're just using just one joy con between your two hands mm-hmm. for one controller, that it's a little ridiculously small. Well, that, that was another thing. Like when I, I was looking at the joy con initially, it looked bigger than it was, but then you saw the Nintendo exec hold it up and you're like, God damn, that's kind of, that's smaller than I thought, but it actually works yeah. really well, especially like uh, the way to play from what I heard from Tim Gatiss is like, don't join it. Just like hold a controller in each hand. So it's sort of like a Wiimote without the, uh, without the wire. Mm-hmm. I heard that's actually pretty comfortable in playing games and what have you. And just the entire idea behind it sounds really cool. So I do like the switch, at least the hardware. Um, you know it's a great way to make me hate the switch, Joe. Oh boy, puns! Oh come on, lot you know. Hey, <laughs> let's switch to. You want to play a drinking game? Go watch that conference. Every time they snap, and every time they say "Let's switch to," take a drink. You will not make it. What a fucking curmudgeon, man! Jesus, that was so much fun. Like switch, hey, get get out of here. <laughs> and, okay. Just to yeah, run. I thought I was the fucking curmudgeon on this show. Jesus, Malcolm. No, come on, man. <laughs> it was like they would do a pun like every two, every minute. It was like, gee, can can we not switch to anything for once? Let's just cut. How about that? Yeah, All it's right. almost like repetition is like a very good marketing fucking technique or something to make you hate something. And I agree. <laughs> uh, let's uh, go go through some of the games here that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, first of all, Arms. Which at first uh, I I, ju- I wrote off as like okay so this is like the next level of uh, Wii boxing, but from what I've heard from people, it actually is quite a competent fighter, and the yeah. and the motion is uh, actually one to one at least from what people have played so far. I've heard the same thing. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to drop sixty bucks on it, but yeah, have they said is, have they said it's going to be sixty bucks? It's going to be sixty bucks. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, the only crumudgingness that I can give really arms is that they came out and said, uh, these guys are going to be the next beloved mascots of Nintendo. I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they come out and say that, that's always like a little red flag, but like the character, I mean, the character designs do seem pretty cool, but like, I don't, but when they're outwardly see they like, these are like, like everyone's going to love these characters. Like, all right, how about you just let people love those characters at their leisure? You might as well be playing Roman Reigns, theme music in the background when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, that looked interesting. Uh, Xenoblade two, I was not expecting, but okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that's actually, that's the thing this is uh, pretty spread out. Like there could be five games at launch that, okay. Spoiler Zelda is coming out at launch. (laughs) They've got it. They've got it as 2017 for Xenoblade. 2017. Yeah. Okay, that's broad. All right. (laughs) Eventually, it's going to just pop right out at you. Um, As a cop car goes by. All right, so Zelda comes out. Super Bomberman R comes out, too. Uh, That's cool. Uh, I'm always down for Bomberman, but I've heard that this game does... Like, it was was at the, like, press event the day after the presentation. Apparently, it doesn't run super great. It's disappointing, because how do you fuck up Bomberman, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And plus, they've got story mode and all this. So it's like, okay, here we go. 
That would be dollars. Like if I had that was th- this is I'm not going to get it, but only because I'm running out of money at this point. <laughs> but uh, Super Bomberman R, you know, it do- does look good. Uh, one two switch, they can get bent, right? I want to play it, but I don't want to play it for fifty dollars. And I think the other games are Dance Dance Revolution and Skylanders. All right, I've got an updated list of games here that'll be out on launch. Um, okay. A lot of it is re-releases, though. So yeah. That like, that's been that was another issue I was going to yeah, bring up. Yeah, the the original games coming out on on March third alongside the system are are just going to be Zelda and One Two Switch. Those are the two original games, uh, and then everything else is going to be a re-release of some sort. You've got the Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. You've got Just Dance. Nothing 2017. screams Nintendo like Binding of Isaac. <laughs> I know. Um, Just Dance twenty seventeen. Uh, Human Resource Machine. I think is a re-release. I'm actually not familiar with that game, but I, I've heard that name. Uh, I am the VR game where you're like, no, that's Job Simulator. Okay. Yeah, I, which is not sure. By the way, I am Setsuna, which came out on PS4 and Vita a few months ago. That, that was uh, out in the summer, yeah. Yeah, um, and then one developer is bringing two games onto here: uh, Little Inferno and World of Goo, uh, which are both World of Goo. Yeah, World of Goo has been out forever. Yeah, it's like I know that like other games I know that are coming out like Skyrim. Is like six years old. Uh, <laughs> Rayman Legends, I think, is four years old at this point. World of Goo might be older than both of those. Uh, yeah, it is. October 2008, World of Goo. Like, I played that game on the original Wii, I believe. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. like and, and Little Inferno launched on the Wii U, so those are both pretty old games. Uh, and then Skylanders Imaginators, which is, who cares? <laughs> like, I can't believe those game still so um yeah like, that's it yeah a lot of these uh when i when i see the ports it feels like the company is more or less dipping their toe in the water to see how it sells and then if it doesn't sell it's like okay we tried <laughs> that, right yeah that's that's unfortunate because like i feel like that happened with the wii and the wii U as well with like hey here's a weird thing try it out and then it did, and just because you know this i don't know like i can't even blame like the low sales of the wii u especially because like third parties games fell off on the Wii also and that game and that thing sold almost as much as the PS2 so I don't know um yeah I don't know what it is with third parties in Nintendo where they just don't stick anymore um I think Nintendo just burned down some bridges like Ubisoft is uh like they direct they did a zombie zombie U yeah, which was like a great game especially for the Wii U at launch like yeah this is like a really neat idea yeah it was a great game, but I guess it just didn't sell well. It was like, okay, we lost a lot of money there. And uh, <laughs> remember when they're going to put out the original Watch Dogs on the Wii U? Oh my god! <laughs> and that just ended up not happening. It's like, no, we're good. <laughs> now, overall. Oh wait, no, it did come out. It. Oh god, it did, didn't it? Uh, overall, my main issue is like with the conference is that. Okay, so when you compare it to, like, a Sony and a Microsoft conference, it's very quick, fast-paced. There's, like, news after news after news after news coming out. And and it's, you know, it's, like, something new every other second. So it always has your attention the whole way. This was very long and drawn out. And I'm not saying there wasn't interesting bits. Like, I obviously, we haven't gotten to the big reveal yet. And let's just get that out of the way. Mario Odyssey. Now, the shocker for me, I swore to God, I thought, like, this will definitely, if not a launch game, it'll be out in the spring. <laughs> I was way <laughs> off. 
that is holiday 2017, which is going to yeah. hurt, at least for the launch of this thing, I have a feeling. Because I think you now just told a whole bunch of people, uh, maybe just wait till the holiday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not – like, yeah, like the Wii U version of, like, Zelda seems pretty good. Like, it, like I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it chugged a little bit, like, when we were showing it off, like, at E3, uh, when they, for some reason, showed off the Wii U version instead of the <laughs> Switch version. Yeah, this uh, is our first time seeing the Switch version of uh, Zelda, isn't it? Yeah, and it ran super well, from what I can tell. Right. Uh, so, like, it's still going to be, like, the best version of that game, but, like, the Wii U version is going to come out day and date with the with the Switch. Um, so, if, you know, if you don't want to wait, or, like, if you're don't like if you willing to wait for, like, Mario to, to get, a, like, a, a completely new game uh, for your Switch, then, like, yeah, you'll be just fine, <laughs> you know, just buying Zelda for the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, okay, here's the weird thing for me, and I'll fully accept that this is just me. I'm not saying this is why it's going to be a bad game or anything. This was just weird, okay? Mm-hmm. So the story of Mario that I've always, that I've grown up with and accepting was that Mario was this normal dude in New York City who was a plumber. Then one day while working on the drain, and he was sucked into uh, the work the world of the mushroom kingdom that's where he you know met toadstool and fought bowser and so in other words he's a normal human being who is just sent to this world so when when uh, odyssey comes on and i see normal ro- short chibi rotund mario standing next <laughs> to fully rendered people <laughs> I was having uh, Sonic 06 flashbacks to be perfect. Yeah, it is off-putting. Yeah. Um. (laughs) It's like, okay, again, I'm sure the game is going to be really fun, okay? But it's like, what what are you doing? They should all look (laughs) like Mario. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I hope that's just like some weird hub world or whatever where you can just go enter new worlds, like the regular Mario-esque environments that you're used to uh, from there. It would be funny if, like, if the if the story was Bowser, now Bowser's pissed and he's invading the real world. <laughs> They're like, oh, shit, shit's on. Like, that's a shot. Why haven't they done that story? But if it would be funny if Bowser's invading the real world and he's, and you're told, like, oh, he's making all the people look weird. And you get there and they just look realistic. <laughs> it's like, oh, Mario's like, oh, my God, what did they do to these people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, but that awkwardness notwithstanding. Um, Super Mario Odyssey looks fucking dope. It does. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, Iggy, there was like a n- interesting desert world. The rainforest looked lush, and you can throw your hat and jump on your hat. Yeah, the gimmick this time around <laughs> is Mario's hat's alive because you know, and apparently yeah, so is Bowser's hat too. And he's dressed in full-on wedding garb because this time for <laughs> sure <laughs> they're gonna get <laughs> this time. She'll say yes. Guys. Yeah. Maybe if he just puts more force in the proposal. <laughs> um, you know, that that aside, you know, the only thing that I'm a little concerned about is that they they ad- actively advertise this as a sandbox game, which when I think of sandbox, uh, I think of games like Yakuza or, of course, Grand Theft Auto and uh, Red Dead Redemption. And the key to having a good, good uh, sandbox game is having this huge gigantic world where there's lots and lots of stuff to do aside from the main game. So I'm kind of curious what their answer to that is. And there's one scene where you see Mario jumping rope and I'm like, Oh God, but (laughs) (laughs) you got to get him fit for, 
for his girlfriend. Because <laughs> if you girlfriend, could get like, like a six pack and work out like you could in uh, San Andreas. <laughs> this girl, this girlfriend likes fat CJ. This girlfriend likes buff CJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, when I hear like sandbox, um, like obviously that's what sandbox means. You know, my, you know, after after you know ten plus years of of GTAs and Yakuza's and whatnot, but like. I think they're talking more akin to like what Mario 64 was, which was kind of a sandbox game in its own right. Where it's like, all right, you've got your hub, like the castles, like your hub. You can visit all these different worlds via different paintings, and you can kind of approach. Like obviously, like you'll get an objective at the start of the level. It's like, yeah, to collect this star, you race the Koopa uphill, but you you can collect the other like stars if you know how to collect them or whatever. Um, so it's kind of sandboxing that way. Like obviously, it was 1998, so it's not quite what. You know, GTA blew it up to be, but when I think like Sandbox Mario, that's kind of what I think of. Yeah, sixty-four. So yeah, again, yeah, like Mario is like, and this is going to come out really bad. So it's not. I don't mean it as bad as it sounds, but Mario is the one game they never do wrong, unless you're about to school me. Like, well, there was Mario too. Okay, I guess maybe that. Mario feels great. It was good, but it's technically not a Mario <laughs> game. Is my point. But, <laughs> but the closest thing they came to fucking up was like Mario Sunshine. Yeah, it's it's just a shame it's not coming out at launch because Mario. You know, we we joke that he's the John Cena, but he's the John Cena of video game mascots for a reason. <laughs> he sells fucking consoles like as. And much you know as, what? He's really fucking good. Yeah, as much as I uh, hate to uh, you know say it, because I'm a Link guy personally. But if you check the numbers of of consoles, Link's moved versus Mario, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, it's a difference of five hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty substantial. So I think I do think they're gonna sell they're gonna sell a bit at launch because you know the diehards are all gonna be there as well as the people who acknowledge a good deal. More on that later. Uh, not to mention but, like having I mean even though it's not as big a seller like having Zelda at launch is a pretty big fucking deal. That that is a bit that is very true. That is a I'm, especially this Zelda looks pretty good. Yeah, cuz I mean like it just the way that they were kind of presenting that game over the last couple of years it's like it's like like it always looked great but like they were kind of like dragging their feet in terms of like giving people any kind of new information whatsoever. Um so for them like it it and when they said, like, yeah, like the Switch will be out in March sometimes, like, well, Zelda will be out at launch? Probably, but you don't really know for sure because we've heard so little about it. Um, so for them to be like, all right, you know what, yeah, well, like, you know, they put up that trailer and then it says March 3rd. I was like, like I actually did a little fist bump. I was like, <laughs> like a reason to actually buy this thing. On. Finally, like, it, <laughs> God forbid that game didn't come out at launch. Could you oh, imagine where Switch would be right now? <laughs> it's like, all right, your big sellers are <laughs> one, two, one, two, Switch. Switch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dance Dance Revolution, that hot game. <laughs> just Dance. Just okay, excuse me. Yeah, That's, just dance. Konami doesn't make games anymore, remember? <laughs> no, they make Pachinko. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving Konami too much credit by pretend by confusing it with Dance Dance Revolution. Uh my apologies to you know, Ubisoft. Ubisoft, thank you. Um But yeah, so oh okay, that was the one part that entertained me as much as it annoyed me when they got to the end of the whole conference and they're like well i'm not the one to answer that what about you shuhei <laughs> shuhei not shuhei uh, <laughs> like shuhei what the fuck Miyamoto, are you doing here? shigure miyamoto what do you think well i'm not high enough to get fuck you <laughs> and they give it to the old guy uh, what was the name of the old guy 
They're all old guys, but the one actually <laughs> had gray on their hair in their hair. No, the new president of the company, right? Yeah. Like the guy who's like the executive producer for Zelda. Oh, Onuma. Onuma, thank you. Like, oh well how would I how would I, the man who's making the game, know when the game is coming out and that Reggie and then it was like, Okay, this is cute, but you're starting to piss me off now. <laughs> <laughs> So they go back to where it began. It's like, oh, okay, I'll do it, sure. <laughs> but first, let me tell you, thank you for coming. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, it's like, and we knew it had to come out at launch because Nintendo's, they're they are not re- dumb. But <laughs> but they showed off. Now, the, the worst thing I could say about this trailer is that I was at a, I was sold on Zelda two years ago so i'm good on needing like more footage to entice me to get it out whether i get this whether i got the switch or not i was going to get it in some way shape or form but uh they show us off the trailer it's great it's awesome it's wonderful (laughs) you you see zelda for the first time and she will not stop crying it's like yeah that was kind of disappointing it's like come on man give her some agency in this fucking thing it's like this is the she was chic for Christ's sakes. For <laughs> I know, uh, but like her character design, like is really great. Like she looks yeah. as good as she's ever looked. Like just from a visual standpoint, like wow, that's really strong character design. So, and yeah, I still have concerns about the Zelda game, but the game looks great. Like it... yeah, and I think it was the first time that they like showed off the voice acting too, which is the first for a Zelda game as well. Th- that is yes, you're absolutely right. Will so... will will Link say more than a? We'll I hope out. not. I hope he's the only one who doesn't talk. <laughs> I went so it's all, uh? He's this mute bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Can he wish on the Triforce for a voice? How about that? Like, like, it, like it'll be great when he goes into like random people's houses and starts smashing urns, and they'll, they'll be like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> like they'll actually say, "What the fuck, dude?" out loud, and then he was just like, "What?" Like, stop grunting. Talk to me, motherfucker. What are you doing? Get out of my house. <laughs> it's like, here's the thing to keep in mind for people out there who really, really want him to uh, to have a voice. Uh, remember what Mario's voice is like. And just, uh, you know, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. In that. <laughs> it's, it's, he's probably better off just saying A all the time. But I, I have to bring back the guy from the cartoon. Oh, excuse me, Prince. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, how did that only last for one season? I wonder. But anyway, <laughs> what a gem! Now, the, now, what we just talked about were pretty much the best parts of uh, the show. Uh, the rest of it, man, primarily my issues. You would have instances like uh, Suda Fifty One comes out. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I do. Before we we continue, I do need to talk about the people they hired to translate this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that was terrible oh my god they couldn't have made this sound like a more drab and boring announcement like is this like a medical presentation are we learning about <laughs> like fucking greenhouse gases like what I would recommend to them uh, hire Troy Baker and uh, Nolan North to do the voiceover and have them be dramatic as fuck like it would be amazing <laughs> this new Mario game is going to be insane <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. But uh, Suda was, like, the one guy. Like, I wonder if they knew that the guys were, like, uh, half-bagging it as far as the translation. Because Suda, 
If you go back, you can tell he's <laughs> going really off script, and the translator is having so much trouble keeping But like, but like, when it comes out, you and you think he has what would be like my announcement of the show, but he comes out there and he's like, "Hey, I'm essentially I'm going to make a new game with Travis Touchdown. Uh, here's a picture of him." I don't have any footage. I don't have a release window. In fact, I, I, I'm not even sure if we started yet. But hey, that's <laughs> going to be a thing. Peace out. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Just, or like that whole thing with EA where they're like, oh, we're announcing a partnership. Da, 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 15 minutes later, we're going to bring FIFA here. Have fun. Later. No footage, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> come the fuck on it's like and then they would show us games which looked interesting at first but they wouldn't show like a this is the name of the game you're watching or anything like that or and then they would show like the title in japanese and if you were fortunate uh, the speaker that came on after the trailer would tell you what the fuck you were actually looking at but for the most part it like it just went by it moved really slow, and a lot of times you wondered what it is you were looking at. Like, they announced the, a new Fire Emblem game, but you had no idea what style it was going to be, which you'd find out it was, like, pretty much the same thing as Hyrule Warriors, where it was, like, a Dynasty Warriors type of game, which they would announce in a Nintendo Direct, like, a week later. But Yeah, yeah, they had a whole separate, like, Nintendo Direct just for Fire Emblem. Yeah, which... They're still making 3DS games. Like you saw, like one bit for the Switch, but majority of them are either mobile or 3DS, which was kind of puzzling, especially when you have this system, which is coming out in <laughs> almost four weeks. Yeah, hold on, let me see what the actual deal is. Because yeah, they, they they said they're bringing out what is it, Fire Emblem Warriors or whatever, for uh for the Switch. But weren't they like wasn't that 3DS game coming to the Switch too? Or did I miss hear that? Uh. Well, no, the Switch game is going to 3DS as well. So, okay. but, so uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, that's also coming out to 3DS. So don't worry about having to purchase a Switch to play that, <laughs> I guess, is the message. Um, look, no, my it's, po- it's some unnamed game. Yeah. Unnamed game. Is set, <laughs> this unnamed Fire Emblem game is set to debut sometime in 2018. Unnamed game is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, before Joe gets to it, because I'm sure he's waited with bated breath to point this out. Now, as critical as I was for this conference, uh, yes, not only have I pre-ordered the Switch, but I've also paid it off completely. And let me tell you why. Uh, <laughs> so I was actually planning to do, like, like I was trying to get Joe to come in much earlier to discuss all this and, you know, to give, like, a quick reaction p- bit, but, you know, it's one of those things, schedules weren't met- meshing up, and we couldn't do it. So I was thinking of just doing, like, a one-man show type of deal, where I would just, like, talk about it and just give at least my opinions on it, and Joe could counter-sue me, or counter-sue, <laughs> counter me <laughs> <on> the next <laughs> episode. Uh, that's slander, Malcolm. I, you don't work for Nintendo. Anyway, um, so I was going to, I had this nice little speech written out, and I was going to end it with, you know, something to the measure of unless GameStop has some insane deal where they'll give me like 200 bucks for my Wii U, I'm definitely not getting it at launch. And as I wrote that, I thought to myself, huh, I wonder if GameStop is doing anything. <laughs> and sure as fuck, they were, it ended on the 22nd, sadly, but they were doing a special where if you traded in your uh, Wii U and were a GameStop uh, Pro member, which is like fourteen ninety nine. They'll give you one hundred and ninety five bucks for it, and that's before trading in games or what. And 
for the sake of it, for shits and giggles, I asked them how much uh, would they give for a 3DS, the new one, because I hadn't touched that in forever, too. And they said, well, tell you what, we'll give you the special on that one, too. We'll give you $150 for it. And this is before trading in games and whatnot. So I actually had a talk with Arcadio Mm -hmm. because he shared a lot of my critiques about the about the way they went about uh, talking about the Switch. Because a lot of stuff, like, they're holding a lot of information for E3, which is quite a few months after release. Like, uh, did you see that Kotaku interview with a member of of uh, Nintendo? Which one? The one that's, like, they ask him, like, ten questions, and they answer seven of them with, we're not announcing anything at this time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, it, it should check that out. It's funny. But we... we I wasn't happy about how they went about it. Like, it, it's interesting. Like, all the announcements they made after the conference were much better than what the, how they handled that <laughs> conference. It's ridiculous. Um, with the exception of the price of accessories, of course. But aside from that. Um, so, a part of me didn't feel like rewarding them by getting a Switch on day one. However, at the same time, the option is either hold off and uh, by the time... and purchase because i'm gonna get it eventually i knew so i would either hold off until like uh, the holiday season where there were game when there were games uh to get at that point my wii would probably be worth 40 bucks <laughs> and maybe the switch goes down like 50 bucks so i'm still spending 200 dollars plus success or i trade in the stuff now for the special i get the system for free and maybe get a few games for free so <laughs> regardless of how i feel about the conference uh logic one out in the end mm. so i traded in uh, all that and i had like 600 plus dollars in credit to use at gamestop so i've got the switch paid off which by the way i don't know about best buy but they had like gamestop had like no reserves they could do for the because we didn't go over this but with the joy cons there's like two actual consoles you can get one is the regular gray joy con one and the other one is a red and blue joy-con switch console and at the gamestop that i've went to at least the they they cannot do any reserves for the multicolored one is that the case over at uh best buy i don't actually know what the case is for pre-ordering any nintendo switch (laughs) console at best buy is in store uh that's something i actually looked into i i pre-ordered it on amazon because it was just easier (laughs) so especially because with amazon you just fucking click I mean, obviously, you have to be fast enough to do it, but, like, like beyond pre-ordering it, there's no commitment until the fucking console ships out, you know? So if I change my mind for whatever reason or something changes financially, um, I could very easily cancel and and lose nothing in the process. Oh, yeah. Um, the only thing that sucks, though, is that they only, like, I guess I didn't know about that with GameStop, but with it, with Amazon as well, um, they only offered pre-orders for the, uh, for the gray ones as well. That's interesting, huh? Multicut... Because they want you to buy the multicolored one. They want you to drop that 80 bucks. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, I have the console paid off. I got a ca- I got Breath of the Wild, of course, completely paid off. And for the and wife, I got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and, and uh, Carrie. So I got, I got at, the moment, at the moment, at the time I did all this, they couldn't do reserves on the Pro Controller for whatever reason. So, but yeah, so I couldn't do that. However, I had I got Neo paid off and I got uh, 
most of Mass Effect Andromeda, the deluxe edition, paid off. Okay. I have like 16 bucks left to pay on it. <laughs> so it, it turned out to be a big win for me. I've got like two major games that are upcoming completely paid off. So yeah, I, feel, I, feel, it, it, I think it you can call me a hypocrite if you want, Joe, but I thought it was a logical move. <laughs> Capital H hypocrite. So with all that out of the way, how do you think this is going to sell at launch? Well, I mean, I don't know. With Nintendo, it's very weird because sometimes you can't tell if they're just very bad at manufacturing things in advance or if they just deliberately create shortages to to kind of like get buzz going. Um, Because like, I mean, because like, you know, with with like the NES classic, um, this little $60 rinky dink thing, as awesome as it is, should have been like the easiest thing in the world for them to manufacture. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you, you like, I, if at first it seemed like they were just creating a shortage, it's like, oh yeah, you know, leading up to Christmas, so, like I'm sure suddenly there's going to be an influx of supply last couple of weeks before Christmas and nope, never happened. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, it's almost like they appreciate just simply it being a word of mouth deal instead of actually selling. Yeah. It's like, word, like word of mouth is great, but you do have to create stuff for people to buy after hearing said word of mouth, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, there has to be a product for people to actually purchase. Um, so I don't know, like I, like demand for it seems pretty high, I guess it's probably the more accurate <laughs> question to answer. Um, it's, yeah, I know it's hard to like, from what I can tell everywhere it's sold out, but at the same time, we don't know if that's just simply Nintendo being dicks about it. <laughs> Right, yeah, like Nintendo, like I think Reggie came out and said that they were expecting to to ship two million units, or that they are shipping two million units through like the first month. Um, like I don't know if that's, gonna, I think that should be enough to fulfill pre-orders at least, mm. um, and then probably enough for for a few people to get one, you know, kind of like you know as walk-ins as well, um, because even the Wii U, I think that was like a couple hundred thousand the first month or. Or a few hundred thousand. So, like, it's like they're at least they're, they're at the very least ramping up production uh, pretty substantially over the Wii U. Um, hopefully, they can sustain it because yeah. it seems like people really are into this. Because uh, they're predict, according to their sales figures, they're saying they're going to have at least twenty million units sold by twenty twenty. That's pretty ambitious, especially <laughs> for but, Nintendo. Uh, yes, that is extremely uh, ambitious, especially with how Wii U did. Right. Yeah. I mean, but the Wii U was such a weird. Just, man, they bungled that thing so bad. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like, to go from the Wii that sold so, so many, like, damn near, like, well over 100 million, and then to do, uh, like, one-fifth of that <laughs> with the next machine, it's like, man, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Uh, so, like, and for those of you who are big fans of this console and yet wanted to succeed or who are maybe pissed off at me for being as critical as I was about this presentation. Look, I'm one of those guys who bought a, who, who opened a, on Christmas day in 1985, opened this big, huge rectangular box. And inside was a Nintendo entertainment system. Inside was a master system. And Malcolm <laughs> never played another video game again. <laughs> like the big, the greatest sell job that people ever that Nintendo ever did was there are people that are out there that think Nintendo is happy where it is right now being the console you get after you buy a PS4 or a Microsoft now this is the same company that used to have a freaking monopoly in the uh, in the entire world as far as video games go like yes you could point out uh, oh Sega existed but that's what it did it existed <laughs> like 
when people used to didn't say they were going to go to play some video games, they said they were going to go home and play some Nintendo games. It was just like Band-Aid or Googling and shit like that. They were like the owners of the video game world. And so I don't think, I really don't think they're happy. Like being brand X, so to speak at this point, like, when I saw this system, I was really hoping this would be it. Now we're going to have, we're back at the big three. So, which maybe that was a little ambitious at me at the time, but you know, I saw this and I was like, okay, so it's going to be more of the same. Gotcha. But at the, you know, at the same time, there's a reason why I went with a switch and not a th- an Xbox one. Cause I realized if I did get a second console, I'd be playing for the exclusive and sorry, Microsoft, uh, Nintendo's got you beat there. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I really hope this does well because I, I, I was serious. I like the design of this one. This is the, the idea and concept is really good. I like the controllers. I've heard nothing but good things about, with the exception of holding just one by itself. But yeah, <laughs> like I mean, it's cool that like you instantly have like two controllers or whatever. You know, like you can have like you know you could get this for like your nephew or whatever. Like oh yeah, he has his friend over. He's like hey, you want to play some Switch? And you can both. They, like him and his friend can both play Switch, like without having to buy anything extra. Yeah. Like, like that's a cool ass idea. Um, even if like, <laughs> even if one controller is objectively better to play with than the other, <laughs> because, <laughs> because the right one has like the stick in the middle, uh, where it's like much less comfortable to hold <laughs> and and manipulate the stick than the other one. Um, so I think people are gonna be fighting for that. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, it's a it's cool hardware design for sure. Yeah. Like. And- it, with the right stuff, I think it'll be. I think it'd be really, really good. Uh, however, when I I get sad when I I see like all these ga- these ports that are like four plus years old, or like I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news on IGN and GameStop and all the old ones, but like a popular news story to do now is apparently this guy's not making his game for the Switch. And they're like, okay, great. <laughs> Resident Evil 7, not coming to the Switch. Borderlands 3, by the way, there's your announcement for that game, not coming to the Switch. It's like, come on, guys. You're getting me bummed here. But I, I wouldn't be upset if it did well. I, I hope it does. But it feels like we're just retreading the same water here. That, that's just my opinion. Maybe. With that being said, I will have it at launch, and I will be probably be playing the fuck out of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Folks, that does it for episode 186 of the Firmware Update. Thank you so much for listening in. If you like what you heard, you can. there are many ways to follow us. You can find us on iTunes on your Apple device. Just go to the podcast app, type in the Firmware Update. We'll probably show up before you finish up Firmware. And... Find us, hit subscribe, give us a five-star review. That helps out the show tremendously. And you'll get each and every single episode as they come out downloaded on your phone. You can also find us on your Android device, so never fear there, using such apps such as Stitcher Radio, which is a free app you can get on the Play Store. Or if you've got a little bit of green, uh, we recommend an app called Pocket Cast for just four bucks, which... uh, is also available on your uh, iPhone device, so you can use that to like seamlessly stream uh, and download all episodes of your favorite podcasts as they come, including this show. Uh, if, if you'd rather just download it straight up, well, I have just the site for you. Just head over to our website, thefirmthefirmup.com, and you can uh, find each and every single episode as they come, as well as multiple articles written by one Joseph 
Montgomery Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be a minimal. And uh, <laughs> read all his articles as they come out, out there, as well as every single episode. We also have a Facebook page there, too, on Facebook. We, we don't talk about Trump there, so you're free. You can uh, go there and get every single episode as it comes out. We even have a button there if you want to email the show with any questions uh, or topics that you want to talk about. If you, uh, if you uh, can't get access there for some reason, well, you can email the show by mail ba- emailing mailbag at thefirmup.com. That's mailbag at thefirmup.com. That address is also in our description as well. And, ju- and you can also follow us on Twitter at PSMount for me, at Wands23 twi- for Joe, and at the firm up for the show. Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, punch more Nazis. Always punch a Nazi. Punch well, more Nazis. Keeps the doctor away. Folks, <laughs> we will see you again later. Take care. See ya.